BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland. For innovators everywhere, visit highland.com. We're due for one. 81 hours and 15 minutes. I, I think we all needed that collectively as a group. A, a little countdown action to, to wipe away, to wash it away and look <laughs> ahead. Welcome in, everybody. Friday Eve edition of Sports Take. He is Tone. He's back. I am Rob Ellis hanging out with you. What's up, everybody? I see John. I see Bry, Chuck, Marcus, Tyler. It's Joho, MC, M. Reyes, Daz, Tyler. What's up, everybody? Tone, welcome back, man. How you doing? I'm doing well, man. I can't complain. I one bit. Uh, made it back safe and sound, and um, I'm ready to talk some sports, man. Let's get to it. All right, so we actually have snow today in the greater Philadelphia area. Yes. Snow. Really? Yes. So appreciate your your warm uh, confines where you're, where you're at, Tone. It is... It's snowing, my man. I mean, it's, it's okay. It's, it's kind of pretty. It's, it's a little, it's a little chilly outside right now. Just, just a tad chilly where I'm oh, at. It's seventy-two out there where you're at. Uh, just, just to give you some perspective, you know, it's yeah. uh, seventy-two might be pushing it a little bit. I think it's um, it's fifty, it's fifty-eight degrees right now. Oh, you know, I don't know Texas, how you're gonna. So. Get, you, you might have to bundle up a little bit more, man. Uh, what's <laughs> might up, throw, Fisher might throw, throw a hoodie on, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wine nighters, wine. Uh, see, William. I see Jared. I see Blue Torian. Uh, I see everybody. I see, I see you, Godfrey. 
Um, hope everybody's doing well out there. And we appreciate you guys hanging out with us. Um, all right, I'm going to give you some good news. It's been kind of a downer of a week, uh, eagle-wise. So I'll give you some good news. Chuck says it's upper 50s in South Carolina. Really? Wow. Um, okay. So uh, good news. And Jeff McLean reported this yesterday, so props to Jeff. But um, Zach Cunningham practiced in a, in a limited fashion yesterday. He's got the hamstring that he's dealing with. We know he missed the last game. Um, but if, if all goes well, he's going to play Sunday night. Um, you add that. And, and, and again, I will see about Shaq Leonard, what he's got left in the tank and all that, but you're already, if those two guys go a thousand times better off than you were in the 49er game. So that's a really underrated good sign here that, that Zach Cunningham could be playing in this game. That's huge. Yeah. You know, you and I were talking, uh, off air and, um, you know, I told you the past couple of days, I kind of unplugged from sports a little bit to kind of yeah. take care of some things. And, yeah. um, you know, you told me that they cut Christian Ellis, you know, obviously to make space for Shaq Leonard. And they're making it very clear that this, this linebacker issue cannot go on anymore. Mm-hmm. And Christian Ellis, sorry, but you got to go, my friend. Um, so you're right. The the, the linebacker room is already um, it's already taking a step forward in terms of talent. Uh, was that Cunningham coming back? Um, Nicholas Morrow came. Nicholas Morrow had one of his worst games that we've ever seen. Um, then you add Shaq Leonard, so the pressure is on. Um, will Nicholas Morrow be able to stay? On, will he be able to stay on the field? Will uh, Zach Cunningham be able to stay on the field? At this point, I think I think if either one of those guys slip in the slightest, and I think the likelihood is going to be Nicholas Morrow. If any, if either of those guys slip in the slightest, Shaq Leonard's right there. Mm-hmm. And um, you know we're going to see how long this thing lasts, but I think I think the long term goal obviously is to have Cunningham and Shecklin are starting. That's what I think. That's what I think the long term goal is about time. You know about time playoff playoff time starts. But I wouldn't be surprised if Shecklin is starting um, the week after the Cowboys week. So okay, okay, I hope that's the case, man, because that'll be a good sign that he's playing well. So uh, for sure, uh, I, I, you know, and I hope what the couple weeks I think he was cut after week nine. Um, I hope that three weeks to a month, you know, just bought him a little bit more time to heal up. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and again, we'll see. When you're talking about nerve issues, it's it's a little concerning uh, when it comes to Shaq Leonard. We'll see. But look, nonetheless, getting him, having Cunningham potentially back for this Cowboys game uh, mm-hmm. is big because they come in as the number one scoring offense. Um, you know, and we'll get into them uh, pretty heavy in a little bit. But this is a is an offense to be, you know, to be reckoned with, uh, to say the least. So that. That's good. That's good news right there. Um, yeah, Morrow wasn't playing. Uh, was, uh, Coach Marcus jumps in. Morrow wasn't playing this bad until Cunningham went down. It's true. Exactly. But he he had one of the all-time bad games, Nicholas Morrow did. He got torched. Um, the tackling was horrendous, and he wasn't the only one. It was Look, this was a collective L across the board. It was the defense. It was the offense. Everybody. Everybody wears it. The coaches wear it. Everybody wears it. So it's not just one one unit, one position group. It's everybody. Uh, with that loss. So um, I want to get into the, to my Eagles question in a second, but I do want to give props to Joel Embiid. You, you know, dropping 50 in the NBA is not something that should just be kind of, eh, you know, passed, uh, said in passing. 50 last night against the Wizards. Sixers win. He had been out. He was sick. Said even last night his chest was killing him. Um, but he ends up getting 50 and a really efficient night. 13 rebounds, seven assists. He was awesome. Maxi was awesome. And the Sixers beat the Wizards, a team they should beat, but nonetheless, it, really impressive. They've had there have been two, four, uh, fifty-point games in the league this year. Tone, 
two of them by the Sixers, one by Maxi, one by Embiid. These two are a dynamic duo, man. Yeah, absolutely. You know what's so funny? Um, I look, I look at the Wizards, and I have no idea what they're, you know, what they're building over there. If I'm being quite honest with you, um, I feel like Jordan Poole is a is a train wreck in how he plays the game. But Joel Embiid and Tyrese Maxey, those guys played an efficient game, an effective game. Um, you know, we spoke about this too offline. The fact that I love what Nick Nurse is doing with um, how he's handling his two stars and Embiid and Maxey. He's basically saying, listen, Maxey, Embiid, you guys are going to take us wherever. You guys are going to carry us as far as we can go. Everybody else, just get in where you fit in. Mm-hmm. Take your shots whenever you get your opportunities. But we're feeding Maxey and Embiid. Everyone else is just filler. And I actually uh, love that because you want to you want to put the ball, you know, in the hands of your best players. Um, but eventually, eventually, you do want to um, and you know improve the depth on this team because once you get deeper into the playoffs, um, your best guys, the shots aren't going to fall every single night. Even if even if they are being aggressive and playing their normal game, sometimes the shot just doesn't fall. So you're going to always want um, guys on the bench to be able to you know play their role, but. Um, so far, um, I like the way Nurse is uh, deploying Maxine and B. Yeah, me too. I, th- I think he's getting the most out of them. I think the efficiency is there. Uh, he's, yeah. he's done a really good job coaching them up so far. So we'll, we'll get into the Sixers in a little bit. Flyers at Arizona tonight, and we'll discuss this in further uh, later, but Bryce Harper wants an extension? <laughs> Eight years left on your deal? Uh, okay. All right. So we'll get into that. All right. Here's my question for you and for everybody in the chat. All right. Did last week's loss change your long-term outlook on this team? Meaning, all right, in the manner in which they lost, the team they lost to, do you view it more than just, hey, they're going to lose a game eventually? Um, that one was one that sort of set you into a different direction with what this team's chances are to win a Super Bowl, come out of the NFC, get the one seed, whatever. How much did it change your, your view here, Tone, of this thing? So – you know, it's funny, right? Uh, initially, when the loss happened, um, you know, the city was in dire straits. You know, I was, you know, I was one of those people who essentially just said it, that that kind of loss was unacceptable. You know, losing to a team, it happens. But the way they lost was entirely unacceptable. And it just seemed to me that um, they were ill prepared for that matchup. Either either they took the situation for granted, either they underestimated the Niners. I don't know how, I don't know what to make of it, but they they pretty much shot a dud. So I say all that to say, um, despite the loss, it doesn't change my overall opinion of this team because, look, in this six, in this six-game stretch that began with the Cowboys prior to the bye week, and it's going to end um, against the Seahawks on the road, in that six-game stretch, look, man, um, I had them going at least four and two, right? Um, initially, when we first discussed it, we only discussed it from a five-game perspective after right. the bye. But I think we're going to expand that because um, it really started with that Cowboys game. I agree. So, I, I, I 100% um, agree with you. It's six. So, so it's a six-game stretch, right? And so far, they're three and one um, in this six-game stretch that we've that's been talked about all year. So it's funny how when you watch the national pundits, you see how you see how quick or easy it was for them to, you know, to turn on the Eagles. And I take that as they were just waiting for the pin to drop. They couldn't wait. Um, it, it killed their spirit to actually speak positively about the Philadelphia Eagles on a daily basis. But nonetheless, they found their ways to undercut them. You lost to the 49ers the way you did. Now everyone's questioning the legitimacy of this Philadelphia Eagles team. Okay. Do your thing. But the fact of the matter is, um, 
in the in the six game stretch that everybody talked about, the three and one thus far, you were going to lose a game. It's just like to, to it, thinking they were going to go undefeated in this stretch was kind of asinine in the first place. So, yeah. um, so far the three and one in the stretch, um, I have them going four and two in the stretch. So, um, based based of based off my calculations, they're still on pace to do exactly what I expected them to do. So, um, does a loss? change my overall opinion of the Philadelphia Eagles in the long term? No, because I think they're still one of the top three best teams in, in, in the NFL, um, especially when they're healthy, especially when they're clicking. Um, there have been some things about this team that we've questioned, like play calling and the defense. And, you know, there are, there are real concerns. Don't get it twisted. But they're 10 and 2 for a reason. And we're not going to forget how they got here and why they got here. Um, I still I, I still believe the Philadelphia Eagles are one of the three best teams uh, in the NFL, and my long-term opinions about them have not changed. I still, I still believe they can secure the number one seed, and I believe, um, I actually believe the, uh, the, uh, the team that wins the NFC is going to be the Super Bowl, is going to be the Super Bowl champion this year. So, um, if the Philadelphia Eagles win the NFC, I think they win it all. Uh, first off, I, I think the three best teams in the NFL reside in the NFC. Agreed. I think it's the Eagles, 49ers, and Cowboys. I think they're the three best teams of. Yep anybody in the AFC or NFC, uh, first of all. Um, has it changed my opinion of this? Well, look, I thought they were going to lose going into the game. So I, I'm not shocked. I'm shocked by that they got beaten down. I didn't think that. They got blitzed. Bad. You're right. Yeah, I didn't see that. I thought it would be a close loss. Um, if I'm being honest, I think the Niners are the team to beat now, um, whereas I, I thought the Eagles were the team to beat. I think uh, we're going to find out a lot – about the Eagles in this Cowboys game. I, I think if you if the Eagles go in there and get smoked, I think it's time for real legitimate worry. If if it's a tight one and they lose and it's back and forth and it's, you know, 31-28, I don't think it's reason for panic. I know people are going to panic because they've lost two straight, mm -hmm. but I don't think it's reason for panic. Um, I'm saying right now I still think the Eagles – I think the Eagles are the second best team in football. It doesn't mean they can't beat them, and I don't think – I don't think what you saw Sunday is representative of who the Eagles are. Like, I don't think that the, the Niners are that much better than them. Um, I think they played bad, and I think the Niners played great. And props, no excuses. They got beaten up. Uh, I think you know, the Niners so, are the team to beat. Perfect, yeah. per perfect, perfect example with a compare to right. We saw the Broncos get crushed by the Dolphins, right by se was 70. seventy to twenty, being beaten yep. by fifty points. Yep. Where the based on where they are now. And I know they're coming off a loss to the Texans, but based off where they've improved to, is that fifty-point loss indicative of who they really are? No, um, they just got, they they just took it to you on that day. Um, I think a lot of us have bad days in any in, in any industry in any mm -hmm. industry that we're in. Sure. Is that one day indicative of our entire work output, or is that indicative of um, of who we are as employees? I don't think so. So I don't think one game should be indicative um just no matter how bad you lost i don't think one game should be indicative of how we see a team in the grand scheme of things again they're 10 and 2 that's that's the fact of the matter they're 10 and 2 the loss was ugly and i'm not sugarcoating it in any way you guys heard me on monday i ripped them a new one mm -hmm. and that and if you guys want to hear me rip them go watch monday's show today yeah. we're moving forward in the week and now we have to think about it objectively and put it in perspective. And also, we're communicating Eagles fans, so I think we also have a responsibility to um, provide some optimism here. Couldn't agree um, more. Couldn't and agree more. Um, yeah, I, I, we look. We keep yeah. it real. I mean, look. Would, would yeah. we prefer the Eagles win? Of course. Of course. Uh, yeah. But of course, we're, it, we're not going to overlook when you get smoked. By the way, thank you, Fishing Maniac. Appreciate you, man. Hit the like button, subscribe, share. If you have a community page, Jacob Sports Great Channel. Let's uh, keep it growing. 
Appreciate you, man. Thank you. Really. Thank sincerely. you. Um, but yeah, I, I think tone, if you look at it, um, you're, you make a great point. Like you, you're never as good as you looked on your best day. You're never as bad as you looked on your worst day. Exactly. And the Eagles track record is 10 wins versus two losses, which tells you there's been a heck of a lot more good than bad with this team and mm-hmm. with a much more challenging schedule where everybody last year, I oh, don't play anybody, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Whatever. Uh, they, they have some things to prove now, but they also have time to improve. You still have five games left. You get Dallas, you get Seattle, you get the Giants twice, you get the Cardinals. Like the notion that this is just who they are, period, I, I think is wrong. I think teams can get better as the season goes on. Your, your example of Denver is a great one. Um, but we're going to find out. Like, again, they go into Dallas and get their doors blown off. I think there's reason for major concern here uh, with what's going on with them. But let's see. Let's see it play out first before we go into panic mode. And I know it's hard not to I, when, you, when you don't look good and that team talks smack. It was, yeah, it was because that's a hard pill to swallow last Emotions are tied into it, right? Yeah. You know, and um I'm I'm the first person to admit that, right? Um watching that game happen the way it did, it, it, it was it was like a gut punch. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you know, it's so funny. I get to I always get to a point where I say, Well, I didn't play in the game, so I didn't I, <laughs> I technically didn't get my ass whooped, but you know, my life my life goes on pretty much as scheduled. Um, but you know, we 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 tie so much of our identities. Um, and who we are with these organizations, with these teams, these franchises, we we wrap so much of who we are. When they lose, it's almost like we lost, right? And we have to wear it. You know what I mean? And we're walking around the city as if everyone's looking at us like, "Ah, you lost." And, it's, and that's not really what it is. But you know, um, the fact of the matter is, when you're ten and two, you're still at the top of the NFC. You still have an opportunity to secure the number one seed. They're not out of the woods yet, but best believe, the path is clear. The path is clear. They just got to find a way to walk in and get past that and get past that grizzly bear, get past that little mountain line. You know, they got to find a way to just maneuver strategically, efficiently and effectively. And if they can do that, which I think they can, because like you said, you're never as good as you are on your best day. You're never as bad as you are on your worst day. So I think knowing that they should be fine in, 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 in the grand scheme. But we talked about this also offline. There are major concerns on one side of the ball. Yeah. And that's the defensive side. Yep. Offensively. We kind of we 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 have we're, we're we're more optimistic about the offensive side, right? Sure. The defensive side, um, I think I think there are real they're 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 legitimate concerns. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think I think that they will run the ball more effectively against the Cowboys. I do. Um, I watched you. We all we both watched the Cowboys play the Seahawks last week. I know Dallas won, but I also watched Seattle go up and down the field on them. Mm-hmm. So the notion that you you can't like if the Eagles offense looks like they looked last week, again, that's a problem because the Cowboys have good defensive numbers, but I watch them and they can be exposed. They can especially be exposed in the passing game. Um, I watched Geno Smith torch them. Do I think mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts uh, can do the same thing? A hundred percent. I think Jalen Hurts can do the same thing to them. Um, so I think offensively they're going to be okay. I think they're going to, they're going to put more of an emphasis on the run and executing the run, not just running, but executing it better. Right, being intentional about it, right? Yeah, more intentional about it. Um, I definitely, I definitely think AJ Devontae getting Goddard back is enormous for this team, and I, I think they take pride. This team, Tone, they haven't played consecutive bad games since the very early part of Nick Sirianni. Mm-hmm. Since since Jalen and Jalen was in his first year as a starter, and Nick was in his first year as a coach, and they started off two and five. It hasn't been since then. 
that's a lot, a lot of football since now, now and then. I don't see them coming out and laying two straight duds. I don't see yeah. it. Yeah, I agree. Um, but it's you know it's, it starts at the quarterback position. Um, you know we spoke about this too, and um, you know we're going to get into this as the show yeah. progresses. But yeah, um, Jalen Hurts has to be better. Um, this is you know this is an important stretch, and I have no doubt that he's going to elevate um, his preparation um, and elevate uh, his game. Mm-hmm. But you know you know we saw some things in that in, in that Niners game that we weren't too fond of um, that led us to have some questions. And um, I'll let you take the lead on that topic. You know we're going to discuss it as the show yeah, progresses, yeah. but. You know, um, Jalen Hurts. He has to. Be, he has to be better. He has to be more. Um, he has to. He has. He has to anticipate more. He has to be more instinctual in the pocket. Mm-hmm. And I feel. And I feel like now he's second guessing some things. Yeah. Um, and, look, let's I, do and it. I don't like. I don't like how it looks. All right, let's do it. So, um, what really sparked this was I saw the numbers initially for how long he held the ball last week, and then I saw a tweet from Brandon Lee Gout, the Bleeding Green Nation. So let, let me let me just tell you where I'm going with this. So. Mm-hmm. Jalen held the ball for 3.85 seconds last week against the Niners. That That's far too long. I mean, far too long, okay? Um, I watched the all – I said this yesterday when we had Bill on, Tone. I watched the all 22, and there were there were opportunities there that weren't taken for some reason. I don't know that Jalen doesn't trust some of these guys, like Stahl or whatever, or he just didn't see them. I don't know, but, but guys were open, okay? So if you go through Jalen's career – and you go back to 2021, he held the ball for 3.19 seconds, which is the slowest time in the pocket. Uh, 20, I'm sorry, let me start at 2020, which he only got a few games in this one. So you really got to take this with a grain of salt. But 2020, it was 3.39. Mm-hmm. That's the slowest in football. 2021, 3.19, also the slowest in football. That's his first year as a starter. Made a big improvement last year to 2.86. That was 14th. So he's kind of middle of the packish. He's back to the slowest this year, 3.23. So I don't know that there isn't a disconnect with him and Brian Johnson or Nick or whatever's going on there, or he's not trusting certain guys on the offense. I don't know what's happening, but I know the offensive line is is blocking this up the way they should. Uh Okay. He's got to figure out a way to either throw the ball to somebody, take off, or throw it away. Because you're going to get yourself in trouble. You're going to get yourself in third and longs, first, second and longs, whatever, if you hold the ball like this. It's just not acceptable. Yeah, it, it's, in, it's interesting because, you know, I never like to pretend like I know what it's like to be back there in the pocket. But in my mind, I always looked at it as first guy's open, throwing the ball. Like simple as that. You see a guy open, throwing the ball. Right. Open guy, throwing the ball. Simple. Um, but he's second guessing himself, especially in that in that Niners game. He's second guessing himself a lot, uh-huh. and um, you're not going to get where you want to go if that's the case. He, he above all else, he has to be the most decisive person on the field, right? And to me, at least, it seemed like in the second half of those Chiefs and Bills games, he kind of just was letting it rip. You know what I mean? Yes. I don't. I have a hard time trying to pinpoint why he's second guessing. Now, if you never, if, if we really want to get into the nitty gritty of it, you lose you, you lose Shane Steichen. So he has Shane Steichen for two years. Um, Shane Steichen improves you from your first year starting to your second year starting. From twenty twenty one to twenty twenty two, he improves you. Then he leaves. Brian Johnson takes over, and you and you regress from that perspective of the game. I'm getting the ball out quick. Right. That's the common denominator right there. That's the that's the difference. What's Brian Johnson 
telling him or not telling him? Does Jalen Hurts not trust Brian Johnson's route concepts? Does he not trust? I have a hard time saying he doesn't trust the personnel because he's kind of grew with these guys, right? Yeah. He was there, you know, him and Jack Stoll been there together for you know for pretty much the entire time. And yep. um it's kind of hard to say he doesn't trust, you know, AJ and Smitty and um whoever is out. Yeah, it's yeah. hard to, it's hard to, it's hard to believe he, to say he doesn't trust if he doesn't tr- if he doesn't trust anybody it's quest but he still threw quest that ball a, a handful of times in that Niners game so um i don't know is is he not trusting what Brian Johnson is telling him to do with the ball that's, yeah and i don't know where does something the, i have to ask does the disconnect happen in the game plan going into the game, like, is there something? And, and I don't know. Again, I'm asking this. This is not me saying I have an idea. I'm I'm just spitballing. Or is it in-game stuff where he's like, oh, man. I mean, he could always – I know there's certain plays you can't audible out. I, I don't know. But here, here's what I do know. They pour over this stuff, man, like you would not believe. They know what's going on. They know the ball needs to get out quicker. That's they what know. I'm saying, right? If we're talking about it, they've watched it many a times. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure they watched that film and it was like, yo, Jay, like, dude, like, what happened here? What happened yeah. here? What happened here? What happened here? You know what I mean? And I agree with Coach Marcus, by the way, here. Coach so Marcus, I, he might be on to something. I, He's I trying think, too hard to find AJ. My thing yeah, is, and it's not just AJ. I think it's, I think it's like a two-man game, especially knowing Goddard's out, right? We're taking last week, for example. There's no Goddard, and it's basically like, dude, I'm going AJ or Devontae because I know those two deliver. I don't know if Stoll's going to catch this ball, but whatever. But that that's on Jalen. Like, yeah, dude, if the guy's on the field and he's open, you have to pull the trigger. If he drops it, so be it. That's on him. But yeah, then that, then yeah. that's a that's a him problem. But th- that's a you problem, man. If you're not if they're scheming this up where that dude's open, you have to throw him the ball. Yeah, it's, it's 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 like he only trusts. It's almost, it's almost like he only trusts to throw the ball to like a guy like Stoll or whoever. Um, if it's like a short, yeah, like, a dump off you know, or, or yeah, a dump off or whatever. Yards. But like yeah. if Jack Stoll gets open 20 yards down the field, throw him the damn ball. Who cares? Throw him the damn ball. If he yeah. catches it, he like what do we and, and, and that's kind of that's been the knock on Jalen, you know, all year, you know, and I and I've tried and I've tried to defend him in this regard. Um they it's the, the knock on him this year has been um he he's a one read guy or, or he, um, he, 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 he forces it to AJ and Smitty and so on and so forth. Or actually more so he forces the AJ and then Smitty was suffering, but now he's trying to force it to both of those guys and other guys aren't, you know, aren't, other guys aren't getting opportunities. And for me, it's not really about, you know, making sure they get catches. It's just deliver the ball to the open guy, go through your reads, whoever's open, deliver the ball. They got this, they get paid just like everybody else. It doesn't matter how much you get paid on game day. You got hands, you better catch the damn ball. So it's no need for him to go back there and just all of a sudden just say, you know what? Mm, I only trust AJ and Smitty. It's like, nah, listen. Oh, you the those the moments where you trust AJ and Smitty unequivocally is if it's like I gotta have it. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, you, you got you got you gotta have this. You know what I mean? It's for, fourth and six. No you, doubt. You, know, you draw you draw up a play to your best guy. Yeah, I'm going. You want to go 50-50 ball to AJ Brown in that spot? By all means. Right. Uh, and, you know. and and yeah. if, and if he happens to not be open, okay. You got to throw it to the open guy, then, and yeah. you got to live with the results because they know what's going to happen. We're going to we're going to see the play after the fact. We're going to say, well, you know, they doubled AJ. It was no way he can give him that ball. It's right. a risky ball. This person was wide open. He dropped it. Yeah, you know, but, you know, you know, what can you do about that when you're the quarterback? So, Jalen Hurts needs to stop. Um, he needs to take the the pressure off himself and just deliver the rock and let these guys do their jobs. 
I think that the, the, if you the one play, if you get a chance to go back, the one you remember the one he slips. You yes, know, and, and yes, like yes. You told me about that off air. That one blew my mind when you told me about that. And he, so what he's doing is he's trying to direct traffic. Okay, he's back, and AJ, AJ's kind of in the sort of the middle of the field, and he's trying to motion him to the corner of the end zone, take it a deep one, and he's he's, he's doing this, doing this, doing right, this. Right. And I think he was loading up to throw it. He slips, unfortunately, and goes down. But I, but AJ was covered, like AJ's covered, and there's guys open on that play. So that's an example. That's one example. But there were there were a bunch during the game uh, where there were opportunities that that were missed. So again, I think that's correctable. I think it's fixable. Uh, I think it's it's a habit that he's probably he's 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 it's a bad habit he's fallen into, but it, it can be fixed. We saw the way he improved on it last year. Mm-hmm. So you can get him back to to being better at that. Let's let's take a timeout and let's go into the you know, a little bit more with Jalen and we'll you know, we'll pose the question: Do you think he's regressed? We'll look at his numbers last year versus this year, but I want to get into the defense because that's where I'm really concerned, man. Yeah. Really concerned. All right, so we'll do all that. Plenty of Eagles today. Plenty of football today. Uh, we'll mix in some other stuff, but you know the deal. Uh, he's Tone. I'm Rob. We are Sports Take. All right, let's talk about Bravo Pizza of Havertown. Bravo Pizza of Havertown. Been going there since I was a little kid. They've been family owned since 1985. I'm in there each and every week. You got Alex and the crew uh, j- just putting out the absolute best food and best variety that you can get. Um, they have 20 different styles of pizza. They have specialized pizza, however you want it. They have slices to go if you need to just get in and out, you know, on your lunch hour or whatever the case may be. Uh, but they don't just have pizza. They have fresh pasta, sandwiches, wraps, wings, salads. Bravo Pizza is also committed to the community. They have fundraisers for schools, for charities, for your local Little League. Uh, where the proceeds go to those organizations. Uh, you could follow them on Instagram and Facebook at the Bravo Pizza of, they get daily specials on there and promotions and the menu as well. They're at 1305 Westchester Pike in the Manoa Shopping Center in Havertown, Pennsylvania. 1305 Westchester Pike, Manoa Shopping Center, Havertown. Give them a call, 610-446-3810, 610-446-3810, Bravo Pizza of Havertown. Here's a little more. I remember getting my heart broken when they lost the Super Bowl in 2004. We're big Eagles fans. We moved to South Philly because of the Eagles. When they won, we went straight to Broad Street and uh, everybody was going nuts over there. And it was just a, a memory that you'll never forget. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call.
field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Champions on three. One, two, three. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. We're here to show you a better way to spend your state income taxes and get the money to where it's needed to move to the thousands of qualified kids. What we like about blocks is they really know where the need is. This program ensures that their dollars come 100% into these kids for their tuition assistance. If you are able, blocks makes the EITC piece go very quickly and very smoothly. Turn your PA state tax liability into need-based scholarships and receive a 90% tax credit. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday. Watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game. And the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. For the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. Back. Appreciate you hanging out with us. Let's hit the like button if we could, friends. We would appreciate that. That is Tone. I am Rob. We're Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. All right, I, I want to hit a couple things here, and then we'll get back to the offensive discussion, Tone. So Mike McCarthy had an appendicitis yesterday, had to have surgery. There, He was at the facility, had acute pain, took him to the hospital. He had the surgery successful. Um, he's out. He's still hoping to coach the game on Sunday night. So I don't hmm. know what that looks like if he's – Maybe they want him off his feet. He'll do it from the booth. I don't know. I haven't heard anything further on that, but that's a pretty pretty quick turnaround, man. Wednesday to, to Sunday, and you're you're coaching a football game. Yeah, I, I know. Um, didn't Joe Burrow have to get an appendectomy? Uh, what was it last last all season or was yes. it this? All, I, I can't remember when it was. When was it during the season? I'm trying to remember. He did have all, one. Though. It was an off season. Was um, it? But, but it was training camp, and um, he was. I think he was he was riding around on like a little scooter or something like that <laughs> for like a what, like a week or two or so, I think yeah. so. Um, and he's a younger guy, more a yeah, yeah. little bit more fit guy. So, <laughs> so I don't know, man. Mike McCarthy. I mean, but man. then again, McCarthy's not playing, so I maybe you know I I, I don't know whatever. Yeah, you know. yeah. I yeah. would guess if he can't go, it's Dan Quinn because Dan Quinn's the D coordinator. Who's very good defensive coordinator? Uh, Brian Schottenheimer, the terrible head the coach. OC, no, no, and then, so simple yeah. conversation. Yeah, and then Fossil's the uh, the special teams coach. Anyway, so we'll see if we get any update on that. We'll pass it along. Right. I know we were all concerned about this. Dre Greenlaw and Big Dom have kissed and made up. Everything's they pieced, good. They pieced it up, Rob. Is that there's what happened? No, yeah, there's no issues there. There's no bad blood. Everybody's good. The NFL sent out a memo. Everybody was kind of joking. It was the Big Dom memo, but a memo basically saying, <clears throat> "Look." Your personnel, your people cannot be involved on stuff involved in stuff that's happening on the sideline. So uh 
my guess is, if, if barring any kind of suspension from the league, we'll still see Big Dom, but you won't see him involved in any fracases anymore. It's, it's so funny. Sometimes I feel like the Eagles are like the are like the stepchild to the NFL. Like it, 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 it just it just seems like Philadelphia is just that that gritty, grimy team that, or that gritty, grimy organization that you know it's like we're we're in the league, like we're, we're like we're respected, but yeah. No one really likes us when we walk into the room. You know what I mean? It's I, like I, I agree. With you. It's, 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 it, you I know, think I, it's just like an eye roll. Like I'm sure, like the people at the league office are like, "It's you know what I mean." It's like you know, our, our our colors are like a midnight dark green. Like like we like we're we're just this we're just this very uh, nasty yeah, looking, just nasty looking, just organization sometimes. And um, I feel like I. I just feel like we're not liked in any way. Yeah. In any yeah. way. Um, and I'm not saying that to like excuse Big Dom did. I'm saying that as like an aside. It's just interesting how, you know, um Philadelphia just man, they find a re- they find a reason. And we and sometimes we give them one. I, I was gonna say <laughs> I don't know that we're uh, innocent in this one, but anyway, um yeah, so that's uh there, there's that's a couple things to know going into this one. We'll see, we'll see what ends up happening here. Um but look, we were talking about this earlier. All right, let me throw these numbers at you. And granted, this is through 12 games, okay? 12 mm-hmm. games. Last year, Jalen played 15. He missed two with the uh, with the shoulder, okay? So, so far this year, he's got 30, uh, 2,995 passing yards, 19 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, 66.5 completion percentage, and a 93.8 passer rating. He's rushed for 430 yards which is 3.6 yards per carry, 12 touchdowns, excuse me, three fumbles. So two th- there's two things immediately that stand out. One, the 13 turn- turnovers is, is completely unacceptable, okay? That's way too many. That's more than a turnover per game so far this year. Mm-hmm. Um, now, a couple of the things you look at when you compare it to last year. Forget about the total yards. He had 3,700. He's going he's gonna to surpass that, barring an injury. He's likely going to surpass 22 passing touchdowns as well. Mm-hmm. But he's going to far out distance his six interceptions. He already has. Last year, it's amazing. He completed 66.5. This year, he's completing 66.5. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, he had those two down games um, with, the completion, with the completion percentage. I kind of uh, dropped that because he was hanging around 68 all year. Right, and, that did um, dip him a little bit. Yeah. Over the past over the past couple of weeks, obviously things um you know took a took a slot. So yeah, his passer rating you know eight points higher. It was one hundred one point five. Rush for seven sixty. I don't think he gets to that number. We'll see, but I, I don't think he does. He might. Um, he averaged four point six instead of three point six, and mm-hmm. he ends on thirteen times. He's going to surpass that too. So right. in some ways, you know, he's going to have probably more passing yards. More passing touchdowns, more rushing touchdowns. Um, the turnovers are a big deal. His, mm-hmm. his passer rating is, you know, is down a bit. I, he's I throwing, he's throwing the ball more as well. Um, he is, and he's running know, it less. Right. To put it in perspective, um, he's on pace for 571 attempts this season. If that holds up, um, if he maintains doing what he's, what he's been doing, he's on pace for 571 attempts, 380 completions. Um, putting it into perspective, um, Last season, he only had 460 attempts and 306 completions. So, um, if we do, if, if you do the math on that, I mean, what that's 111 more attempts, right? Um, and and so far, he's thrown four more interceptions than he did last season. So, look, when you throw the ball more, 
you're going to have more interceptions. It's 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 the law of averages. So um the interceptions don't bother me but so much. It's just how they happen, how they affect the game and you know in the grand scheme of things. Um like are they pick sixes? You know, do the, you know uh do your fumbles contribute directly to points? Um, you know, I you know I'm of the mindset all turnovers are not created equal. I agree. Um, you throw a deep ball, if the guy pick a guy picks it off at the 20, okay, it's a punt. It is what it is. Um, you know, things happen, tip balls happen, so on and so forth. So um, I'm not gonna kill him for the turnovers because he's 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 gonna have more t- more he's scoring more. You know, it's 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 like in basketball, right? You put the you put the ball in the guy's hands more. You ask him to score more. Okay, yeah, AI's he's gonna have, gonna have a lot of field goal attempts. Okay, 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 he's gonna have more turnovers. You know what I mean? So it, it's just natural. Joel B last night, fifty points, twenty nine attempts, but he had six turnovers. Yep. So it's like you know you got to take the good with the bad. Oh, for sure. I, I think so. I, I would say a couple things. Number one, he set a really high bar last year. I mean, mm-hmm. he was almost the MVP. He was the runner-up behind Patrick Mahomes. So while not impossible, it, it, it's hard to raise the uh, the level, uh, you know, for sure, of where he was. The, you know, like we said, our, the, here's what he has to improve on. Decision-making, getting the ball out quicker, without a doubt. Uh, a little more care on the foot with the football. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think he's not running as much, A, because he hasn't been fully healthy all year. I think that impacts things. I think it impacts his yards per carry, but that's understandable. But he's still going to get into the end zone more times on the ground than he did last year. He just is. So the word regression gets thrown around a lot. Mm -hmm. I don't know that that's fair. Is he playing quite as well as he played last year? I'd say probably not, if I'm being honest. Um, But again, we still have a lot of football to play here this season for him. And you still have a legitimate five games here. And, I hate to keep saying this, but if you go out and play perform well against the Cowboys in Seattle, it's going to change the way we're viewing this, I think, in in a big way. I get what the Giants are and what the Cardinals are, but the, these next two games, if both he and the team perform at a high level, I think we look at a lot of this differently. We're, we just, we're really – we're in the midst of coming off a bad one, and, and it's I think it impacts a lot of the way we look at things, big picture. Yeah, you know, um, last year, um, 35 touchdowns uh, total passing and rushing uh this year he has what 31 31, uh, total, 31 total, 19 passing 12 rushing that's that's, that's 31 right yeah yep, so correct. Yep. he's going to eclipse his total touchdown amount by a large margin i would imagine so um you know again like this is a big stretch and it's going to be so important for him to make big plays in big moments and to try to be as efficient as possible and protect the ball because you don't want to again you don't want to turn the ball over in key situations, that's that's the killer right there. Just key yeah. situations. You took yeah, you throw the, the end of the Jets game, like something yeah. like that. You, you that throw an interception happen. in the first quarter. Okay, whatever. Yep. You got three more quarters to you know to reprimand that. Um, but you are putting your defense in a in a trying position. So it's just a matter of like just trying to be be risk adverse, but also take calculated risk. You know, it's it's, it's football. You're going to have to take some risk at some point. So be calculated with your risk and don't allow your risk. Don't allow the risk you take to be damning to the overall goal of getting that number one seed. That's the bigger goal right there. But um, again, statistically, I mean, he's actually improved. Don't don't the only knock on his. It's so funny when people try to say uh, he's taking a step back. And I know we talked about you know him reading the field and getting the ball a lot quicker. Um, we all would love that for, love for that to improve. Um, but statistically, 
a lot of people say, well, he's not doing what he did last year. Well, actually, he actually kind of is. He actually doing a little more. Nice. Um, he's pass, he's passing the ball more, more passing yards, um, more pass attempts. Um, he's going to have more passing touchdowns. He's going to have more rushing touchdowns. Um, he's just the, the only knock on his game that you really can really pinpoint is the turnovers. Yeah. But people don't want to discuss. Okay, when you throw the ball more, turnovers are supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I know Josh Allen gets a lot of flack for like his turnovers. Um, but the reality is he throws the ball a lot. Um, the, the, it, yeah, they're they're team, asking a lot of them. Exactly. They right. they ask for him to be the to do everything almost. So yeah, it, it, by nature, it kind of you kind of can't help but to wear the Superman cape when your organization asks you to be Superman all the time. Right. So for me, I look at it like okay, turning the ball over is one thing. When you turn it over, that's a hole in the monster. When, how, like what what did it what, what did it lead to? So again, mm-hmm. all turnovers aren't created equal. Um, but Jalen Hurts, you know, um, if, 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 if he's, if he's giving me 30 passing touchdowns in a season or even 28 and he turns, he throw he turns the ball over 10 times, 12 times or whatever. And he's also giving me like 10, 12, 13 rushing touchdowns. Yeah. All right. So basically he's going to give me, let's say Jalen Hurts puts up cause he's at 31 touchdowns right now. There are how many games left? Five. Seven. Seven. There's, there are seven games left. Yeah. He, he could get 40. If Jalen Hurts gives me 40 touchdowns. Mm-hmm. And turns the ball over 15 to 15 times on the season. Am I going to rip his head off? No, no, I'm not. I'm just, I'm just not. Agreed. Agreed. All right. But, but, but here's the thing. And, and, and again, I think we're both on the same page here. Offense. I think we'll be fine. I do. Yes. Uh, I can't say I'm being honest with you. I can't say the same about the defense. Um, I have really major concerns here. Tone. So a couple things that, that, that are worrying me age in the secondary. Slay's 32, Bradbury's 30, Byard's 30, Roby's 31. So mm-hmm. right there, that's four, four of your starters. Okay. You know, and we're including the nickel corner position, which Roby is manning now. Other than Blankenship, you're really old in the secondary. Mm-hmm. And it's so far this year, it's shown. You you're worst in the league in third down efficiency. You don't get off the field. Teams are or teams are um, you know, 47.2% of uh hmm. you know connecting even worse your red zone efficiency is 29th teams are scoring touchdowns at a 68.2 clip um you're 26th in takeaways you're 31st in touchdown passes allowed you're 30th against the pass and you're 22nd in scoring i i i see some area for improvement but you're not going to become a good defense Overnight, this is yeah. th- this is going to turn into your offense has got to be stellar for you to win. Unfortunately, that's just the way I view it. They've given up, by the way, also 162 rushing yards uh, averaged in the last three games allowed. The rushing attack, yeah. the rushing defense, which was really good, has really slipped lately too. Yeah, that's the, the and, and here's the it's so funny, you know, seeing it happen in real time. You know, we you know we jump off the cliff, right? And every step that you run off is damning. But let's take a step back and really think about what our expectations were when we came into this season. We knew this offense was going to have to carry the defense. We knew that early on. What we didn't expect was for the run defense to improve, which it did. But overall, they're having a bad three-game stretch. Mm-hmm. So overall, right, right now, the defense is not playing well as a whole. But – the one thing we didn't really expect out of everything, above all else, is we didn't expect this offense to have slow starts coming out. 
that's the, that's that's the yeah. monkey wrench and everything. That, Six that, point that's really eight going on. points per game in the first half over the over the last three games. Exactly. So when you think about it from that perspective, it's like okay, your defense isn't playing well and your offense is starting off slow. That's a recipe for disaster. Mm-hmm. And even though I don't kill the quarterback for the turnovers, you're turning the ball over more now. So if you're not scoring early and often, your defense isn't getting stops, and you're and you're a tick up in turnovers. That's a that, that, that's a cocktail for, you know, for defeat. Mm-hmm. So this offense, they have to. I don't know. I don't know if they they, they got to realize it by now. They have to be the engine on this team. Yeah, because your defense all your defense always plays better with a lead. It doesn't matter who you are. When your defense when your defense has a you know a lead, they play freer. They play better. Um, uh, the risk they take don't hurt don't hurt as much. This offense has to do a better job of creating some breathing room for this defense so it can get off. Because you can't pass rush freely when you're down. You know what I mean? You got to earn the right to pass rush. And this offense isn't giving this team um, an opportunity to really get off on defense. Um, again, I'm not trying to take the onus off of the defense. They're playing bad. But we knew. We knew they were not going to be good this year. And I think we're trying to shift our expectations as the season goes. And I don't think that's right. Yeah, because no. Nothing about this team has changed defensively. Maybe they added Kevin Byard, okay? They added Roby. You bring in Shaq Leonard, but overall, the, the, we 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 knew, we knew who they were going to be. Right. We knew who they were going to be, and you know, Blount, you bring up an interesting point. You know, you know they're playing they're playing better teams this year, right? Without without a shadow of a doubt, mm-hmm. and and that actually more leads more to my point that because you're playing better teams your defensive ineptitude is going to shine that much more. Yeah. So the offense had to be great. We knew this in the offseason. We knew the offense had to be great. Now, did we think the defense would improve as the season goes? Sure. But right now, we're not seeing it. So everything is still holding true. Offense has to be great. Defense, they they got to be opportunistic and do the best they can and get stops when they can. Offense has, has to take advantage of that. Everything that we talked about in the offseason is playing true. You know, it kind of burns me out a little bit when I feel like people are trying to act like we didn't know this coming in, and they're n- n- now they're trying to point point fingers and kill this team. It's like, but we knew this though. Yeah. We knew it. Yeah. But m- maybe some people didn't want to accept it though. Well, you went in. Think about it. You, you went defensively. You lost Hargrave, and again, I don't fault the Eagles for not giving him twenty three million, but you lost Hargrave, which is a very real thing. You lost TJ Edwards, who last I checked, I think was like the second leading tackler in the NFL. And I know it's the Bears and they stink. I get it. But he he mm-hmm. was he was far superior with the linebacker play they're getting here. So you lost him, you lost TJ, you lost Kaiser White, you lost CJ GJ, you lost Epps. Like you lo- and, and then Avante Mattis got hurt really early in the season. Mm-hmm. So you have to take all of those things into account. You have a new defensive coordinator, a new linebackers coach, a new secondary coach. If you didn't think that they were going to take a bit of a hit this year, now I didn't. I didn't think the numbers would be this extreme, where they're almost last in a lot of these major right. categories. I didn't think that either. Yeah, no, but you know, if you didn't think they take a bit of a hit, you you were you were probably not looking at it objectively. It, it, I don't think it should. You know what? Other, what else happened, Tone? I I don't think any of us thought that Bradbury and Slay would take the steps back they've taken. Yes, that's a big I think that's part. A, that's another thing that we didn't account for either. Yeah, we so I, I think you combine all of that stuff, and and you know what, the pass rush through I think eighth in sacks has been good, but last year it was great. It was ex- it was spectacular. So you got it, and their pressures are still good, but you got to get these guys down more. You got to tackle the quarterback more. 
I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. It's just this is the point of the season where you're, everyone's defense starts to they start to drag a little bit, and defenses are trying to you know just you know tread water. And when your defense is what they are, like the the Eagles' defense, they rely so heavily on the pass rush. Mm-hmm. And it's I know for a fact it's being preached in practices and in those in those meeting rooms that hey listen you guys got to win this week. So now you got these guys carry like the defensive line the pass rush they carry the defense so much that it, it it gets daunting. You know what I mean? Like like the defense can't take a day off. Right. Meanwhile, you got guys on the back end who can't even who can't even guard an old lady in a nursing home. Like they can't. It's 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 it's, it's ridiculous. And it's unfortunate that this pass rush has to carry that kind of load because there aren't like a lot of teams aren't built like the Philadelphia Eagles, right? Um, a lot of teams are a little bit more balanced, and you know, you know, they're you know the way the way they disperse the talent and the money and so on and so forth. You know, linebackers, safeties, defensive line, whatever. Every team is spending big money on edge rushers. It's not going to change. But you got some teams who who put a little bit more capital into the linebacker position. The Ravens, you know what I mean? Um, 49ers, stuff like that. Um, but when you and when you're when you're expecting this team or this defensive line rather to win every single week and just always keep that motor running hot, it kind of seems unrealistic. At some point, these other guys gotta you know gotta help them out, man. They got to. Agreed. Uh, agreed. Um, I think that if you're if you're looking at this thing the rest of the way and into the playoffs. I think we'd all agree that the offense has to be like a top three or five offense. And I think the defense, I would, my hope would be the defense gets to the point where they're solid. That's all I'm looking for. I'm not looking for them to be great. I'm looking for them to be solid and, and, Mm -hmm. and not, and they've had their moments, you know, in fairness, if you look at the way the schedule has gone, they held Miami to 17, which is really impressive. Uh, They held Dallas the last time they played Dallas to 23. Mm-hmm. They held and Kansas City's offense isn't the same. I understand that, but it's still Mahomes. They held them to 17. Uh, they've had good moments, you know. Uh, that Rams team that's capable of scoring to 14. Yeah, they, they were hot at that to time, 11. too. The, 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 their offense was putting up, you know, numbers yeah. at, at that time. So, yeah, and a, a cup came back that game, you know, whatever. But so they've done a good job at times. It just it's it hasn't been consistent and it's starting to to trend the wrong way. You know, they, obviously, I mean, you win Buffalo, yeah. even though you won that game, you know, let's face it, Buffalo scored 34 points in that game. Uh, yep. Niners put up 42. Like you're the right. last two games, it's heading in the wrong direction. You're now they can't, and now they can't stop the run. They, well, that's the other, that's the, the one thing you can hang your hat on is they weren't giving, they, they were destroyed. They were the best team by far against the rush. Now, now they're fifth, but it's, it's like, it's, it's, it's plummeting. Yeah, it's and plummeting. which tells me like the fatigue is catching up. Like no doubt, like like stop stopping the run is a mentality. That's effort. You know what I mean? Um, that you know that's getting off the blocks, and now you know these guys are getting off the blocks slower. You know what I mean? They can't. You know they're not stopping. You know they're not they're not stopping the run with the same level of intensity. So, um, these you know the wear and tear is start, starting to hang on this D line, man. You're asking them to rush the passer, and you want them to be stellar and stopping the run as well. Like they don't have any kind of like reprieve, man. You asking you you asking a lot of them. You're asking a lot, especially when you when you when your linebacker core as mediocre you know as, as it's been. Now we have no idea what Shaq Leonard's going to bring to the table. Um, as excited as we are as a city, we have to monitor our expectations with that because can he stay healthy? What what does he have left in the tank? We all know he was a three time All Pro, three time Pro Bowler in his first three years. Talented dude, talent doesn't just leave you, but 
the motor can, you know, the health can. So as much as, as excited as we are, we got to, we got we got to tread water, tread lightly rather, you know, with our expectations for Shaq Leonard, yeah. um, because you still got Nicholas Morrow back there. Is that Cunningham's coming back? You still don't know what this linebacker's core is going to be, um, you know, when playoff time comes. But right now, we know um, they're not that good. No. Um, so, um, I, I would agree. I would it's, agree. It's, it's something that has to be monitored, and um, the expectations have to be have to be curbed. Have to be. Uh what is that? Can I take John Dickerson? Can I take Hugh Douglas coat shopping? He seems confused about what a coat versus a jacket is. I don't think Hugh needs my help in the wardrobe department, uh, John. I think he'll be fine. But there is a fine line between a jacket and a coat. It's obviously the jacket is thinner. The coat is heavier. Hugh's been down south for a while. He may have Mm -hmm. forgotten. So it's all good. We'll make it happen. Um, All right. Let's get a timeout. Here's what we're going to do, Tone. We like to do this each week. We I put together my my own over-unders for the right. upcoming game, and I bounce them off of you. And you you said to me last week, I'm like, we got to make sure we revisit this and see how we did, okay? So we're going to revisit the 49er game and see how we did with our over-unders, see how what went over, what went under, how you did with that, and then we'll, uh, we'll do the same thing with the Cowboys. We'll see. If we have time, we'll do the Cowboys over-unders today. If we don't, we'll do them tomorrow. So one way or the other, we'll do the Cowboys, but we'll see how we did with the over-unders for the 49ers. So we will hit that when we come back. we got a lot more to do, a lot of NFL stuff too uh, as well. And we're going to rank the top five teams in the NFC. We will do that uh, coming off of this week's action as well. That's Tone to Shields. I'm Rob Ellis. We're Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. It's time for me to tell you right now about Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group because knowing who to trust with your finances is paramount, right? You got to get it right. You work too hard not to get it right. Um, and it took me a while to get it right. And I don't want you to have to go through the same thing. So Jim is your man in Principal Financial Group. Um, whether it's 401k review, you're not really happy with the direction that's taking, insurance review, you might have a small business and you need help with your employee benefits. That's another resource that Jim can help you with. I've personally entrusted my IRA, my 401k rollovers with Jim, and I couldn't be any happier. You will be too. Give him a call right now, 610-996-4751. 610-996-4751. You could also email him as well. Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y dot Jim at principal.com. That's Murray dot Jim at principal.com. You own a company and you're not producing a podcast, you're missing out. The public consumes messaging when they're ready. Join the professional podcast network of companies and let Jacob Media Partners put you in the podcast arena. Come to our professional studio or we'll come to your place of business and professionally produce your company podcast. Call Jacob Media right now at 267-261-3428. 267-261-3428. My name is Dr. Bruce Grossinger. 
and I'm the medical director of Philadelphia PRP and Stem Cell Institute. I'm reaching out to those who suffer from spine and joint pain. We use treatment methods that require no surgery, no scalpel, no drugs. Running, walking, or whatever your desires are, Dr. Groshner is where you need to come. You can benefit from the same PRP and stem cell treatment as Wilbert Montgomery. Call us now at 610-222-5675. Any professional sports coach will tell you there's no substitution for preparation. At Malamut & Associates, that is a tenet by which we live. We prepare from day one for victory. Anything less is not acceptable. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday. Watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game. And the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. Thursday. One word. <laughs> Two words. All right. Uh, I amused myself. All right. So uh, we're looking at some over-unders that we put together. I put together last week and I bounced them off tone. See how we did. Do you have your results of how what you answered on these? Uh, yeah, yeah. I still have what I wrote before. Um, right. Obviously, they got the ass kicked. So a lot of things did not happen. Yes. All right. So let, let's look at it. Let's look at it. So these are unofficial lines that I set. Uh, Jalen Hurts, 220 passing yards. What did you have on that one? Um, I had the under on that. It went over. I had the, I had the under. Yeah, he he went over. Yes, he okay. did. Um, not in a good way, but he went over. He did. All right. Um, over under one and a half rushing touchdowns. What did you have? I had over. He went under. He had one. Mm-hmm. Hurts over under. 40 and a half rushing yards. What did you have? I had the over. It went under. <laughs> not not a great start. All right. What's well, mm-hmm. okay? AJ Brown over under 75 and a half receiving yards. Uh, I had the under. It went over. All yes. right. Devontae Smith, 60 and a half receiving yards. I had the over. You were correct. Ding, ding, ding. All right. Devontae Smith, 75 and a half rushing yards. What did you have? Oh, you mean Swift? Yeah, I'm sorry, Swift. Yeah. Uh, I had the over. He obviously went Went under. under. Plummeted, actually. All right. Sweat, a half a sack. Uh, I had the under. Correct. He did not get one. Or didn't have a half a sack either. Hassan Reddick, half a sack. I had the over. All right. Okay. 
Uh, Eagles, two and a half sacks. I had the two and a half sacks. I had the over. Ah, all right. Okay. Uh, one and a half forced fumbles. Uh, forced turnovers. Sorry, not just fumbles, turnovers. I had the under. All right. It was under. One and a half tush pushes. I had the over. Yeah, the under. I think at one under, right? They only had one that was successful. They, it took them twice to get in. Well, well, they weren't they weren't in any um, short yard situations like that because they, you know, they were losing first down like crazy. So yeah, um, yeah, I had the over, and it definitely didn't get that. All right, um, Niners, Christian McCaffrey, a buck forty total yards. What did you have? Uh, I had the over. All right, it went under, but he had a he had an impactful game. That's for sure. I think mm-hmm. he had a better buck thirty something uh, combined. Purdy, two hundred and twenty passing yards. What Heavy you over. Have? Okay, you got that, and he got that easily. He, he, he destroyed that. Ayuk, seventy-five and a half receiving yards. I had the under. All right, it was under, even though he had a good game. Kittle, over under sixty and a half receiving yards. I had the over. You got that right. Yep. Debo, sixty and a half receiving Total yards. yards. Yeah. Uh, I had the over. You are correct there. Bosa, half a sack, over under. I had the over. All right. It was under. Uh, Lane did a good job on him. Hargrave, half a sack, over under. Um, I had the under. Okay. It was under. He did not have one. 49ers, one and a half forced turnovers. Uh, I had the under. Okay. It was under. Eagles did not. Isn't that crazy? They didn't turn the ball over in that game. Right. <laughs> like, it was a straight up. It, it, that's what makes it even worse, right? It was a straight up just. Yeah. They beat you. Straight yeah. up. It wasn't no turnovers. Wasn't no, no wasn't yeah, no you weird. didn't beat yourself. They they beat right. you. They, it was straight up. Jake Elliott, two and a half field goals. Say that one more time. Jake Elliott, two and a half field goals. Um, I had the under with that. I thought he, I thought he would have like two. It was under. Me. That's what he had. Yeah, it was under. All right. I mean, you know, you didn't start off great. You you you, you made a comeback as time went on uh you know you 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 nailed the niners a lot better than you nailed the eagles and i think you're probably not alone <laughs> that's that speaks to how inconsistent the eagles are if you ask me well yeah certainly in that game right i mean there's yeah. no question about that um all right so a couple things uh to look at with dallas which we haven't gotten into you know really heavily we did somewhat um yesterday so they come into this thing offensively tone they score the most points in football at 32.3. They are third in passing at 263.4. And they're 11th in running at 117 uh, per game. Prescott is having, you know, MVP-like season so far. 3,234 passing yards, 26 touchdowns, 6 interceptions, 70 completion percentage, and a 108.3 passer rating. So, mm-hmm. It's a good offense. You're going to have to score. There's no two ways about it. You're not going to hold them to the, I think, 23 that you held them to the last time. Yeah, no, they're going to – Eagles are going to definitely have to score in this game. It's, it's, it's without, without a shadow of a doubt. You know, it's interesting, right? Because because they got it handed to them so badly against the 49ers, I think there's going to be a ton of overcorrection this week, um, and the attention to detail is going to be massive. So – um, this game could end up being super physical, uh, but you know, ultimately, like, we, we we have to wait and see, though. 
But I think because it was so bad, I think the Eagles are going to double down on the run game. They're going to double down on um, kind of how they beat them the first time. You know what I mean? They had they had they had they had such a balanced attack in that first victory, um, and they were efficient. I think that's the way they beat them again. You have to be balanced. You don't want to. You you know what they did last time they played? They forced the Cowboys to play their style of football. Yes, and that's what they have to do again. I feel like that's the opposite of what they did against the 49ers. Mm-hmm. They lean too hard into what the Niners do, and um, they ended up playing catch up. I feel like you have to dictate the action, and that's what's been missing over the past couple of weeks. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I and it's it's I, this is where you also want to see like, you know, to an, to an extent, what is what's the side made of. You know, what, oh, what, are yeah. the, what are the adjustments that are going to be made to overcome some of the shortcomings? Because all good coaches have to do that. You know, I, I know you need talent. I get it. But you're not always going to be gifted with the most talented mm-hmm. defense. So what are you doing to, to make up for that? What are you doing to overcome some of your shortcomings? Both of those guys are in a doghouse. Actually, all three of them. Sirianni. I agree. Um, Desai, Johnson. Mm-hmm. They're all in the doghouse with me. All of them. Yeah. The, 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 <laughs> I understand Nick Sirianni so far, so good. Two years success in his career with the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, listen, man, he he has to be better. He has to be better, and uh, it's no if and buts about it. Yeah, uh, I I don't know. You know the I everybody the the default is hey, uh, blitz more. Not necessarily the case. They they were getting beat up when when they blitz so i don't know that that's the, the route you want to yeah, go there's an art creative. to blitzing too like you can't just blitz you can't just hit the blitz yeah, button whenever you, it's an art to it you gotta yeah. just yeah you, you have to really have a feel for like okay this is a moment where i gotta get them you mm-hmm. know what i mean like it's, mm-hmm. it's 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 a chess match and, it, and and they lost the chess match um last sunday let's see if they can bounce back and take advantage of a of a missing um a, a appendix <laughs> and uh <laughs> You know, we'll see how this thing goes, man. <laughs> Missing appendix. Uh, CeeDee Lamb, 90 catches, 1,100 yards, almost 1,200 yards, seven touchdowns, 13 yards per catch. He's really, I think, blossomed into an elite one, whereas everybody knew he was crazy talented, but mm-hmm. he's now taken it to another level. He's become that guy, CeeDee Lamb has. Yes, 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 yes. CeeDee Lamb is having a, a, a great season, and, um, you know, I think this is what they expected of him, you know, as far as they, you know, they drafted him pretty high. Yeah. So um, this is definitely what they expected, especially when they gave him number 88 that, you know, typically they retire numbers, but they've been passing down Michael Irvin's 88 for a while. And um, yeah, Des Bryant. Right. It goes right. back to uh, Drew Pearson. Like it goes way back. It's oh, a very oh, traditional okay. number for that. Oh, yeah, okay. Very, got very it, got traditional it. number for them. Yeah. Got it. So Michael um, Irvin. Exactly. Yeah, goes, yeah. Right. So it goes way back. Yeah. So he's so 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 far he's been playing up to his draft stock. Um, again, great season. You know, um, I think I think it continues. So I'm um, just going. Um, the Eagles have um, uh, they have a, a a a big job ahead of them trying to limit Ceedee Lamb because he torched them last time. No question. So what's the what's going to be the game plan this time? Mm-hmm. You know, what are you going to do? Yeah. So. And, and do you have the horses? You know, I mean. This is again where we fall into the just think about it. Who who would you feel good about? Slay, Bradbury, uh, Roby? Like who would you feel good on him? I don't just, feel good about anybody on him. I mean, uh, the first time I know you got to give him a lot of help. I'm just saying who's the first the time they played. The first time they played, I think, um, 
he started putting Slay on him towards the end of that game. And, you know, he had to work a little harder. And and, and that's my thing. Like, put Slay on him throughout the entire game and then kind of build your defense around that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Maybe I'm asking too much. Maybe I sound like a layman talking like that. But I don't know. I feel like their best receiver, put your best DB on him. Period. <laughs> Period. Yeah. And Slay had a really rough game last week. I can tell you that uh, he was he struggled mightily. And I don't know the the one thing I, you know, with Slay that I don't know because he was he's been on the injury report the last couple of weeks. So they're they rested him yesterday. Uh, they, they gave him a resting player knee designation uh, yesterday. I don't think that's a huge deal. I'm just saying I, I know that knee's been kind of nagging him a little bit. So for whatever it's worth. Um, age. That's yeah, age. it is. It is. Look, he's, he's at a tough position. There's certain positions you can play quarterback well into your 30s, offensive line well to into some your degree, 30s, into your 30s. Man, it gets hard almost any other than kicker and punter, but it gets hard almost anywhere else. It's really hard at corner. It's really hard at receiver. It's really hard at running back. It just, it just is. You know, you don't see a lot of linebackers that are, you know. 35 that are still playing well. It's just, mm-hmm. it is what it is, man. So they're going to have to figure that out going forward. All right. Defensively, uh, Cowboys are good. You know, they're fourth in scoring, they're fifth against the pass, and they're 11th against the run. But we, you know, again, I'm, I don't want to read too much into the Seattle game. Uh, but in watching that, I don't feel like this is a great, I think you're, you're, the Niner defense is way better than mm-hmm. the Cowboy defense. Yeah. So the Eagles offense the, should be able to I think the Chiefs defense. defense is better too. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I, I think there, you should be able to do some things here. Um, you know, and here's the thing about the Cowboys too. Th- to their credit, they're great at beating up bad teams. Like they don't let bad teams breathe usually. They just, just beat the brakes off. And, 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 and I, I, I respect that to an extent. But but they haven't beaten a team with a winning record. The 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 probably their best win of the season, I guess, Seattle. Seattle. Yeah, who's Seattle. six and six. And they, you know, you could argue they could have lost that game. Um, yeah. I think they were six and five when they played them, though. They were. Um, they were. So, so that was their. So they beat the winning team there. I, you know, I, I give them their give them credit where credit is due. But, I hear you. I'm just um, saying. But, if you look but, at but it also, now, I think has one. Yeah. Right, right. But also, I think I think we all knew at that point Seattle was leaking oil, and yeah. um, you know, but I don't want to keep moving the goalposts. Right? They beat a team. I know. I, 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 and so, that's a little weak because because that's what teams that people said about the Eagles last year too. Yeah. They, they yeah I don't want to. I don't want to keep doing that. They beat the Seattle Seahawks. The Seattle Seahawks are a respectable organization, respectable team, respectable right. talent, um, respectable head coach, um, and they beat him straight up. So mm-hmm. um, I don't want to take that away from them um, as much, even though I am an Eagles fan, but I, I do want to be objective about it, and I don't want to keep moving the goalposts. They have beat a team with a winning record, um, but as of right now, the Seahawks are not a playoff team. Right. And, and that's because of the Cowboys, but also because of their own undoing as of late. So, you know. I'll give him credit. I'll give credit where credit is due to an extent. So, and you know, here, here's the thing: when, when you look at them, I realize time is going to tell. For the Cowboys, it's never really about the regular season. Exactly, it's about the playoffs, right? We all know that. I I, I always draw the Sixers analogy: like it's all well and good. You're going to rack up wins in the regular season, and guys are going to be MVP candidates, and and this and that. What are you doing in the playoffs? That's that's the Cowboys ultimate. And that you know, but I look at that like. That's all well and good, Tone, but that doesn't have anything to do with this week. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, this week, the Eagles have to come out there and play such a different brand of football than they played last week 
or else you will lose. Because the team's won 14 consecutive at home. There, there's a reason why they've done that. And it's not just they haven't played anybody. They're good at home. And yeah. for whatever, I, I'm not a believer ultimately in Mike McCarthy or Dak, but they're playing. All I can go off of what are they doing right now? And they're, and they're McCarthy's calling a good game and they're Dak's playing, playing well. very well. So we can, we can, you can sit there and do the, Hey, they, they stick in the playoffs. Well, that doesn't have anything to do with December, you know, right. whatever the date's going to be when they play. Yeah. The fact of the matter is they're playing very well. Um, they're torching the opponents. They're putting a lot of points. Um, that pass rush is getting home. Um, they're playing great football. That's the, that's no matter how you want to slice it. Eagles fans, they're playing great football and we have to acknowledge that. Um, although they choke in the playoffs, they're perennial second round exiters. We get that. Um, and it's due to happen again. It's just a, it's just, it's just the way physics works in Dallas. Um, they do well, they, they, they rise to the top of the mountain and then all of a sudden they crash. So, you know, what goes up must come down in Dallas. Um, but as of right now, we're in the regular season and they got the Philadelphia Eagles this Sunday, uh, Sunday night at that in Jerry world going to be a hell of a football game. And it's not going to be something that, um, you, you just go into it thinking, oh, the Eagles got this one. Do I think they're going to win? Yeah. But do I think it's just going to be a, a cakewalk? Hell to the no, no, no. Um, <laughs> Cowboys are going to fight for this thing. And they all understand what's at stake here. The number one seed is definitely up for grabs right now in the NFC. Philadelphia Eagles win this game. Um, they can they can uh, almost oh. they can, they can almost eliminate the Cowboys from being a threat in that regard because the Cowboys schedule was still pretty difficult down the stretch. So a good segue. Okay, let me, let me just hit one thing before we. I was just going to go there with the Cowboys schedule, but mm-hmm. so Nick Sirianni. Uh, I'll give you a quote from him uh, regarding last week, uh, in particular the defense. Um, he said, "Quote: We'll be doing some different things this week, and we're con- continuing to find ways." Obviously, that's unacceptable on our end. That's everybody, right? That's coaching, playing. We have to fix that. Um, one of the things that he said they will um, looking to do different this Sunday is improve upon the third down defense, which is now the worst in the NFL, and the red zone defense, which is fourth worst. The Eagles will be changing some things up. Okay. Look, let's see. Here's now the thing, though, right? How much can you do, right? Not just that, but also – this has been an issue all year. No, all, all of a sudden, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna make it a point to fix that. You know what I mean? Like, no, no, no shit, Nick. You you get third down deep, <laughs> like your third down defense has been abysmal. Like, that should have been your number one priority all year. Hey, listen, third down, we, we, we gotta tighten this up. What what are we doing? What aren't we doing? It can't just be talent. It has to be it has to be it has to be a combination of talent and what and what you're deciding to do in that situation. They've given up so many third and longs, third and fifteens, third and thirteen. Like it's so freaking annoying. Like typically in the NFL, you got a team third and fifteen. Oh, you might as well just pack it in. You got them. Get, you you getting the ball back? No, not yeah. Philadelphia Eagles. You got to watch all three downs with them. You know what I mean? So I agree. Like 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 no shit, Nicholas. Like yeah, <laughs> you want Nicholas on him? Okay, now, come on. Um, all right. So here's what the Cowboys have, and I want to talk about how critical this game is from a standing standpoint in a second. But here's what the Cowboys have coming up: Eagles. At Buffalo, that's not going to be an easy game. At Miami, Christmas Eve, tough game. That's going to be tough. Detroit at home, challenging game. And then at Washington. So Dallas, like I'm way more worried, Tone, that the 49ers run the table than I am Dallas runs the table. Right, right. Way more. All right, because here, let me give you you the Niners. I, I see one trouble spot here, and that's it for the 49ers the rest of the way. With this. And I think they're better than the Ravens. So I do too. I do too. And they're home. So they're home against Seattle this week. They're at Arizona. Then Christmas night, 
Baltimore at San Fran, at Washington, Rams home. I think they run that table. I'm willing to argue the Eagles can't lose another game. I'm I'm willing to agree with you because here's the thing. You lose another, you have the same record, assuming Niners win out, Niners hold the head-to-head. Plain and simple. You're out. You're not the number one seed. Yep. And uh, the road is tougher. Now, have the Philadelphia Eagles shown an ability to win on the road this season? Yeah, they lost once. They lost once on the road, and that's against the Jets, and that was a weird game. But they've shown an ability to win on the road in the toughest of environments like Arrowhead. And, um, you know, they've you know they got Seattle coming up. It's going to be a tough game on the road. Um, I'm trying to think who else. They, they, they played the Rams on the road. But yes. so far, so far, they don't have any home fans, really. So I can't really call that a tough game on the road. But um, the fact of the matter is, they're a good team. Do they have their holes? Definitely. But um, I think, I think the Philadelphia Eagles are ultimately they they, they know they cannot afford they cannot afford to lose home field advantage. Home field advantage it means everything as far as recovery, travel. Yes. Um, just sleeping I, in, sleeping in your own bed for the you know for the playoffs. Yep. It means a lot. It does. So, it does. I think that one game off, it, it would be so big. One less that you have to play is so big. I, I Let me just say this, too. This has nothing to do with X's and O's or numbers or anything. But I'm a, I'm a believer in the culture of this team and mm. the way they go about things. And I, do, I, I would be really, really surprised if they didn't show up in Dallas on Sunday night. Like, yeah. I would be really surprised by that. I just don't think that's who they are. I think they're they're a prideful bunch that's pissed off at the way that they played. Yeah, yeah. What are those um things called where like someone's like pretty much they're dead and they sit clear? The what paddles. Is, is that yeah, they called yeah. paddles? Yeah, the, the defibrillators. Defibrillators. Yeah. yeah, I think that Niners' loss was the was the defibrillator to, um, yes. you know, their season. Yes. Um, that was more than a wake up call. That was that that was a back from the dead type of call. You know what I mean? So I think I think they have to go into Dallas with 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 the highest level of attention to detail. They cannot afford to go in that and go into Dallas um sleepwalking. And I don't think they will. They 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 tend to they tend to take those division matchups very seriously as most teams do. I don't think they're gonna go into that game and lay an egg. I don't. I don't either, I, and I, I just think they're too good. Also, I think it's a, I think it's an attitude. You said something. It's too much character. It's too much character in the room for them to go, to go into Dallas and do what they did against the Niners. It's too much character in the room. Yeah, I mean, knowing the way that that Jalen Hurts operates, knowing the way that the you know Kelsey and and Brandon Graham and and Fletcher Cox, all those guys, they're pissed off. Like I guarantee you that, and. There's work being put in this week to correct some things. I don't know everything's going to work, but I, I I certainly think it's going to to some extent. I think you I think you're going to see a faster start. Here's my guess. All right, if I, I hope guess- so, I hope so. Because look, man, look, it's you know we talk about character and the intangibles, man. Um, at the bottom line is they got to put pen to paper. You know, what I mean, they got to they have to do their jobs and execute. Um, and character, it, it, it can only get you, but so far they got they got to execute. They got to get off to a good start. They have to. They have I to. Be, they have to play smart football. They had to play strategic football. They had to play complementary football. Um, the character, you know, that'll you know that'll get you ready. But execution, man, that'll that'll help you win the game. Oh, I think you know. I think too. They probably look at last week and say, 
damn, man, we got in the red zone twice on our first two drives, and we don't cash there. You had that play, and then you had the sweat uh, encroachment, which I, I still don't know that he was offside, whatever. Um, that changes everything. I'm not saying they still they would have won the game, but it changed. You, you get 14 there, and they only come out of that other one with three or ten, and you're up 14, 10 at the half or whatever it ended up being. It changes everything. It changes, it, everything. It, it, it changes play calling. It changes their approach. It changes everything. Yes, it's no yeah. question about it. Yeah, and I think if there's anybody, Jalen Hurts, nobody's harder on himself than Jalen Hurts. I guarantee you, you know, I, I sat there and watched the all 22 and I saw what went on yesterday. Like, trust me when, when I tell you, Jalen Hurts sat there and watched that. And I'm, I guarantee you, he's ticked off on himself and you know, he, he will, he will make corrections. I think you're going to see a faster start. Um, I, I just think the offense is going to look a lot different than the defense. I, I, I don't know I what the defense think, is going to look like, frankly. I also think the reason we're seeing him holding the ball so often is because coaches aren't doing a good job of getting him into rhythm. Get him like they 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 had, yeah. they're not putting him in rhythm. They're not giving him enough rhythm throws. You know what you know what Shanahan does a great job of with Brock Purdy. He gives him a ton of rhythm throws. Yeah, a, a ton of opportunities that allow him to go boom boom boom. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like there's a there's a rhythm. There's a method to the madness. They are a well oiled machine over there. It seems too often these, these coaching staff is saying, "Hey, Jalen, here's the play. Make something happen." I agree. And it's like and, and it's like nah, man. Like get him, get him going. Get yeah. get the rhythm going first. Get that arm loose, yeah. right? Let let him get some completions, and then at that point, now you start. Then allow allow him to decide when he's going to be. Allow him to decide when it's time when it's time for him to be creative. You don't mm-hmm. decide that, coach. You decide to play. You get him in rhythm. If the first read is gone, that's when he. That's when you allow the superpower to come out. You don't. You don't try to coach. You don't try to coach to the superpower. You coach around the superpower. Okay. You get him in rhythm. You call your offense, and then allow him to be the allow him to be the creator, not okay. you. Not your job is to get him in rhythm. Easy throws. Um, put guys in position to succeed. Your job is not to be creative with him. You, yeah. you need to be creative with the play calling. He's going. He's he's going to make he's going to make your play call blossom more, but you got to get him in rhythm. Yeah. And so far over the past several weeks, not just the past three weeks, the past several weeks, I do not feel like they've done a good enough job getting him into rhythm situations, getting him to rhythm throws, yep. and it's and, and, it, and it's kind of affected his decisiveness in the pocket. I, I I agree with you. I mean, I think it, I always draw the basketball analogy, but I'll do it again here. Like a, a good coach. We'll get you good luck if a guy's struggling a little bit early in a game and, and get him something clean that's high percentage and boom. And, and that's the same thing, whether it's AJ on a slant. And that's how they started. They started yeah. well against the Niners. And then they either didn't counter it or they got away from it for some reason. I don't know. But Sometimes all you need to do is see the ball go in the hoop. That's once it. you see it, it's like, okay, all right, yeah, I'm back now. I, I go, I tell you what I would do early. I'd get Goddard a, a touch early just to make him feel good. Get Jalen feeling good about Goddard, whatever. I, I would, I would try and get him involved early. We'll see what happens. Um, all right. So let's get a timeout. We'll come back. We're going to hit a bunch of different things. Um, we'll hit some Sixers. We'll hit some Flyers. We'll hit some Phillies. Uh, a lot to dive into tone. And then in our NFL segment, there's, there's, there's some big time stuff going on. And one of the things we're going to do is rank the NFC, the power rankings, top five. So we'll do all that when we come back. Don't go anywhere. That's Tony Shields. I'm Rob Ellis. We're Sports Take. All right, I want to tell you right now about pro-action restoration. Um, the fellas are coming out next week to work on my ceiling uh, and my wall and my carpet that were all damaged pretty severely from a leak. Uh, I reached out to them. 
they came over. They were right here, uh, measured everything, uh, went through the process, pricing, all that kind of stuff, worked with my insurance company, and it's all good. And it's, you know what? Told them what I need. They're taking care of it. It's a beautiful thing. So if you have a home, a business, a property, you go through the inconvenience of smoke, fire, water, mold damage, whatever, they're the people that you reach out to because they're on call 24 hours, seven days a week to assist. Um, ProAction Restoration is licensed, bonded, fully insured. They've been serving the tri-state area for more than two decades. They will, as I mentioned, work in conjunction with your insurance company. That's huge. Uh, water, fire, smoke damage, mold remediation, you name it, they can handle it. Give them a call, 610-623-3760, 610-623-3760, or online at ProActionRestoration.com. That's ProActionRestoration.com. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, We've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. We're here to show you a better way to spend your state income taxes and get the money to where it's needed to move. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. It's to the thousands of qualified kids. What we like about blocks is they really know where the need is. This program ensures that their dollars come 100% into these kids for their tuition assistance. If you are able, Blocks makes the EITC piece go very quickly and very smoothly. Turn your PA state tax liability into need-based scholarships and receive a 90% tax credit. 
Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday. Watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game. And the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. And the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. Back. Appreciate you hanging with us. That's Tone. I'm Rob. We're Sports Day. Hey, Tone, can we throw Gunner's um, GoFundMe up, please? I'm sorry. I, I, sure I, thing. No worries. I got you covered. Give me a sec. During the break. So I, I, I was um, texting with Derek, and uh, good news. So Trish, uh, they they like what they're seeing. Uh, the doctors and, and some of the therapists and whatnot like what they're seeing. Um, and they're hopeful that I believe next week, early next week, um, they're going to be able to get her home. Um, but they're still working through some things um, in the rehab uh, that she's in. But her spirits are great. Uh, her her right side is very strong. There's a lot of work to be done uh, regarding the left side and you know and some other stuff. But she's getting there. Um, so anything you can do, uh, the GoFundMe tone has it pinned right there in the chat, uh, folks. If you can do anything, great. If you, if you want to just go to Gunner's. Um, Facebook page as well. You can link up to it there. And you can also, Derek uh, gives the full story there on what's going on with Trish, but it's, it's uh, as you can imagine, you know, it's a full-time job right now for Derek, what he's doing. He's trying to hold down the fort and be there for Trish also be there for his grandkids. Uh, so it's a, you know, it's a battle, but things are good. Like they're, they're getting better. Uh, Gunner's in good spirits, you know, and, and Trish is in good spirits. And that's, you, you know how it is And anything in life. If you're, if you're in good spirits, it's half the battle. So uh, getting there, man, a long way to go, but getting there. Yeah. The fact of the matter is, you know, when you see light um, at the end of the path, at the end of the tunnel, um, you know, you have every reason to be optimistic. And, um, you know, you guys have been, you guys have been doing a tremendous job. So I'm still, you know, you know, supporting D Gunn and his wife, um, you know, through the trials and tribulations. You guys have done an amazing job, you know, remaining consistent with the show. Uh, we're grateful for you guys, but even more so, you know, we're, we're grateful for our good friend, um, D Gunn. Uh, and his family, and we're and we're, and we're grateful that um, things are trending in the right direction. So, yeah. um, things thing things can only get better from here. Yeah. Um, that's my firm belief. Yeah, I appreciate you guys. So, uh, just want to throw that out there, and, and you know, conversing with Derek and communicating with him, all good, all good. All right, uh, all, let me give you a couple updates here, Tone. Um, first one is uh, Mike McCarthy is back at home after surgery on Wednesday. He will be back at the practice facility uh, tomorrow. I'll tell you what, that's that's good for him. Uh, and the expectation is that he will coach. He will coach the game on uh, on Sunday. So uh, technology is an amazing thing these days. You know, you, you get back pretty quickly from that. Um, so that's uh, that's one thing to take a uh, take note of in the game. Again, uh, Dan Quinn and 
Brian Schottenheimer running things uh, while he's out. Um, so that's uh, that's the update on the Cowboys. We got I got we you and I were talking about this. Let me just throw this story out there before we get into it later. But the Hayden Hurst story. He's the tight end for the uh, Panthers. Yes. So there's a little bit of good news, though, Tone, today. Um, So if you're not familiar with this, he was diagnosed with post-traumatic amnesia uh, for a hit that he took against the Bears November 9th. So almost uh, it's been almost a month. Um, His father, Jerry, um, you know, basically posted, hey, it's a slow recovery. Prayers are appreciated. He's hoping to get back. Um, You know, it was pretty nasty, right? So the good news is um, he took to Twitter uh, today, Hayden did, and okay. he, he said, yeah, appreciate everyone reaching out and checking on me. I suffered a pretty nasty concussion against the Bears a few weeks ago, and I don't remember up to four hours after the game. Oh, man. Scary situation, but the Panthers have been incredible walking me through the process. And while it's scary, it's not career ending. Uh, I'm starting to return to do some things this week. Fingers crossed. I make it back. For the last few weeks, God bless, keep pounding. Um, but you know, you talk it, it's a scary game, man. And there and there's some nasty things that can happen. And you, you're talking about a guy who's who's a young man who who doesn't have his memory. Uh in certain Yeah, certain- and, and as you as you age, the memory doesn't necessarily isn't something that necessarily improves. No, it, it you know doesn't. What I mean? So the opposite, in fact, yeah. Yeah, man. So, but anyway, I think you know. Wish that guy all the best. That's frightening stuff. Anyway, mm-hmm. all right. Uh, so let's hit a couple things. Don't do we? Do we? Um, do we take Joel Embiid for granted a little bit? He's been here. How this long? guy. This guy delivers every single game. In, I, at least in the in the regular season. Yeah, I was about to say. Um, I mean, um, that to your point. Um, do we take the Cowboys for granted? They deliver in the regular season, but <laughs> you know what I mean. It's look when you get to. I always say this. When you get to a certain point in your career, like Joel Embiid has, we're and also now you have your MVP award. We're no longer judging you based off the regular season anymore. We're no longer looking at you as somebody. We're matter of fact, we're no longer impressed by the fifty point spots. They're cool. They're fun to talk about, but we've seen him do it before. We've seen we've seen him we we've seen him do it two times over, three times over. This isn't something right. that's foreign to his game, right? It's not like yeah. he's. Um, it wasn't like Tyrese Maxey's 50 spot was like, whoa, he can, okay, we know what he's capable of. Mm-hmm. But Embiid, we know how great he is. We know how great he can be. So we're not judging him for the regular season anymore. When you get and, and it's it's like it's like when when you get to that point in your career, that's a compliment in the highest degree. We're so confident in your game, we don't even judge you on the regular season no more. Now we're looking at you on playoff success. And obviously, there are many things that go into that, you know, team construction, coaching, and whatever. But in basketball, typically, typically, if you got the best players, you win the you win the game. That's how it is in basketball, not necessarily in the NFL or any other sport. But in the NBA, in particular, if you got the better players, you're going to win the game. Mm-hmm. And there have been many a times where the Philadelphia Sixers had the better players, they didn't win the series. Yeah. And case in point, the Atlanta series. Um, another one. Um, uh, who do they lose to? Um, the Miami series. Um, it's like, so I look at Joel Embiid. I don't. I don't think we take him for granted at all. I think. I think we're judging him based off of what we're seeing. Okay. And the fact of the matter is, he delivers in the regular season, but when the playoffs come, it's always something. 
either okay. he's dealing with some kind of injury, or he doesn't show up in a, in a he doesn't show up in a closeout game, or um, the turnover skyrocket. It's I I don't think we take it. I don't think we take him for granted. I don't think we're judging him unfairly. None of those things. Now I will give him credit with this though. He has done an amazing job handling the level of dysfunction that he's had to deal with in that organization. I would definitely give him that. Yeah, that's you're right. That that's something. You know, you look at the you know the coaching, you look at the GM carousel, uh, you look at. Um, well, let me let me jump on uh, Bill jumping in here. Uh, agreed, Rob. I see 49ers winning out. Eagles will have to win out for the one seed, which is possible if they win this week. Yeah, I totally, totally agreed. Yep, appreciate you uh, checking Thanks, out. Bill. Hope, all, Bill. hope all is well, my friend. Yeah, appreciate it, Bill. Bill did a did a really nice job uh, jumping in for you the last two days, and we appreciate Bill. Thanks, doing Bill. I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. Um. But yeah, I, I agree with you, Tone. I mean, I think that's that's much more of a fair point. It's like he he's had a revolving door of, of general managers, of coaches, of players. You know, in some things, you, you know, I am I going to blame him for the way it went with Ben Simmons or Mark uh, Markel Fultz no. or some of the other things? No, nope. Act, actually, he was refreshing during the Ben Simmons saga. Like, I agree. He, he was. Ref- I love the way he handled it. I even loved when he said, "I don't care about that man." Yeah. I loved when he said that. Yeah, like that was my that was my pinnacle of he love. He was speaking for, for all of us when, when he right. said that. Right. So I so that was a moment where I was like, oh yeah, he gets it. And then he has these moments where it's just like he just does his job and whatever happens happens. I think he's jaded, and I think Tyrus what Tyrus Max is providing has rejuvenated him to an extent. Yes. So I just hope Daryl Morey um does the right thing, um by paying Tyrus Max what it deserves for one, but also. Um, making the right moves around those guys to get to, to put them in position to succeed. Because I really think Maxi's style of play, his mentality, it's refreshing to be around a guy who's no no drama, no nonsense. He's a hard worker. Totally. He wants to be great. He looks up to you, right? This is the first time Joel Embiid's had a had a running mate that genuinely looks up to him. So so that that goes a long way. Um, and again, this is something that. You know, I I do give Embiid credit for for weathering the storm many years, and it's or I do give him credit for that. But as far as when the ball is in his court, he has to deliver. I agree. I agree. And I think just back to your point with Maxi, he's got not only for us, you know, for for us as fans and people who follow the team and cover the team, mm-hmm. but for Embiid, he's got to look at it like, first of all, this dude can play. Secondly, there's no drama with this guy. Like he's perfect. He's a perfect teammate. For Joel Embiid, he's had to deal with Harden and Simmons, and, and you know we could we could run through. We all know the history, but there's none of that. This guy's low maintenance. All he wants to yep. do is work and play. You know, work on his game and go out there and play during the game. Like man, Maxi's perfect. I agree. With you. I mean, there is no question he's going to get his. He's gonna that's why it's so important for Derek Moore to do the right thing. He has to take advantage. I'll be honest. This is it. I think this is the last run Embiid's going to allow Darren Morgan. Yes. I think um, I think at the at the most, because how much how many years is left on Joel Embiid's contract? That's fine. Cause I I know it just started what a couple years ago. Yeah, I'm gonna say at least three. I'm gonna say three after this year. Let's see. All right, so Joel Embiid, the contract. So um he has okay, so he has a player option. In 2026, he can decide to opt in, which most likely he will. He'll get 59 million. <laughs> so, yeah, I think um, he'll be opting into that one. Yeah, yeah, I think I think he'll opt into that. Um, but also at the same time, who knows? 
2025, he gets 55 million. Who would stop him? I mean, no, he's opting in 59 million. Forget that. He's opting in to the to, to the final year of the deal. Um, so he has one, two, three, four. Eagles, I said Eagles. The Sixers have about four years left. If if he opts in to the final year of the deal in 2026, they have four years left with him. Jordan Lebed is 29. By the end of the contract, he'll be he'll be about 33, going on 34. Yeah. Um, I don't see another I don't see another team giving him a, giving him a massive contract like that. Yeah, I don't um, either. But here's the thing: I, I think what he's going to do is, regardless of how it ends this year, you know, in the playoffs, I think he's going to give Maury this offseason mm-hmm. with all the money they're going to have and all the resources with the first rounders and all that, and 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 to see how he builds this team around them. And if he doesn't do a good enough job, and next year there it's the same thing, then I think Joel Embiid asks out. I think mm-hmm. you have this year, and I think you have next year, and then I think he asks out after. That. I agree. Yeah, you got yeah. this year, next year, and um, best believe a team will find a way to make that contract work. <laughs> so, oh yeah, I mean, even I know. Look, all the money is it blows you away and what these guys make, but they figure it out. They figure it out, and you think he's the only one who's gonna who's got you, you know accelerators like that in his deal? I'm sure there's tons of guys in the league that that are gonna be making that kind of money. It's crazy, but it's it's true. It's just the reality mm-hmm. of it. Um. Yeah. But it was the other good thing last night was they got Ubre back, and he gives you that instant punch off the bench. He had twelve on five of eight shooting in nineteen minutes. That it's a big component to be able to, to utilize and have that guy that can bring that to the table. Man, it is I really agree. really big. I agree. I agree. Yeah, I like I mean, Tony Ubre. Um, the uh, the documentary still hasn't been released yet. Yeah, <laughs> uh, about the the fa- the phantom hit and run, <laughs> but. Oh yeah, man! Good to have him back. Focus on basketball now, and yeah, um, I'm curious to see um where this team goes before the trade deadline, so we can find out what the what the next moves will be. Are you paying any attention? And I'll be I'll put up my hand and say I'm not to these the in season tournament stuff. Like I, I you know ESPN just keeps wanting to tell me oh, it's a championship, it's a semis. I I have no idea what's going on, and I frankly I don't care. Nah, I don't really care either. Um, first year doing it, I think they're going to find a better way to Im- implement it. Um, I thought I, I personally felt like if you really want to in- re- reinvigorate intrigue, you should have um, you should have a tournament over All Star Weekend, some kind of tor- some kind of some kind of three v three tournament or two v two tournaments in All Star Weekend. I feel like that'd be better. That'd be yeah. exciting. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, it, it, that's the time when those guys want to rest. But I hear you. Uh, I, I get where you're coming. Yeah, from. that's true. That's true. Yeah. But, but but nonetheless, um, I, I, I don't kill a league for trying to do something. Um, but I feel like what bothers me is they're doing it to almost force these guys to, to give a shit or, or to play. Mm. And that bothers me. That's what bothers me uh, about it. You're getting paid you know, like the money we just talked about. You got to, hey, man, let me let me give you more incentives to play. It's like, oh, nah, so your they- problem is more so with the players, not the league. Well, the way, just the kind of the way, yeah, I guess so. But I think because it's just the way the league is. I don't gone. have a problem with the league trying to reinvigorate the players' commitment to the regular season. Right, right. I think the problem comes in is the fact that you have to do that in the first place. I that's what I mean. That that's okay. a, and it's been allowed and sort of tolerated, and here we are. So whatever. All right. Uh, Flyers play Arizona tonight. Uh, they've gotten off to a nice start. They, they're thirteen ten and two on the season. Um, all things told. They've done a nice job. Uh, the players have done a nice not, job. Not and bad, man. Done a nice job. Not bad for a team that's limited. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right, this one, as we mentioned earlier, Bryce Harper signed a 13-year, $330 million deal. 
So, Tone, he's 31 years old now. He's got eight years left on the deal. His so average, his, listen to this, he's getting $25.4 million a year for eight more years. Here's the problem, in my opinion. This isn't about giving him years on the back end of this. Okay, and his agent is Scott Boris, who who you know has a, wields a lot of power. Here's my opinion: what this is, there are 23 players in Major League Baseball who have higher AAVs than the 25.4 that he's making. I think he's angling for the Phillies to bump that up, maybe 10 million a year to about like 35 hmm. for the length of this deal. That's what I think he's looking for some kind of compromise there. Because thinking that you're, and I believe me, I love Bryce Harper. The guy's been an unbelievable Philly. But thinking anybody's going to give you more years on the back end of a deal that was 13 years long, that has eight more years left on it, is That's, absurd. Yeah, yeah. Especially when you're only getting older. Like, you think they're going to be paying $35 million to a 40-year-old player? No. No, they're not. You know what I mean? I mean, obviously the, the contract will be over before he's 40, but he'll be 39, 38, something like that. So right. like that's just listen, Bryce, don't play hardball now. Don't turn into that guy. Yeah. Because um all the all, all the all that pandering you do will go out the window. We'll forget about you quick. <laughs> <laughs> listen, Philly is as quick as as quick as we love you. Yeah. We'll, we can we'll, turn. There's we'll, a quick we'll, turn there, baby. We'll yeah. torture ass. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's just that's just the fact of the matter. But, but I mean, it doesn't this speak to, like, we were just talking about the NBA, like how absurd that you have to try to incentivize guys to play. Like, you got 13 years from a team, and now you want more on the back end of it. Like, when is enough enough? Honestly. And, this and, thing about, know, and, and I hate even... to do this, but you got people who are scraping by, you know, that, 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 that will save up weeks' pay to go see a game. And you're going to pull this crap? I just it bothers me. Man. Yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm with I'm with you on that, and it's like that we're not even talking about the money you make off the field too, right? Or, or, or off the diamond, you know what I mean? Like we're we're not even talking about that. So sometimes he's got. So, sometimes I ask myself, man, like, and look, he's earned every penny he's every penny he's gotten. He deserves to be where he's been. He's put in the work, right? But you signed the contract. You were comfortable with that number. Don't, don't don't start don't start trying to renege now, okay? Yes, you yes you became an MVP, but you also better injury. So yeah. let's um let's 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 really think be realistic realistic about this. How how long will you hold up? You know what I mean? Um, and also, yeah, two playoff runs on back to back years that that got you pretty far, but game seven loss in Philadelphia. You where were you in the final three games? Final two games? You want you want to talk about? Reevaluate money. Let, 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 let's 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 reevaluate your playoff performance when it matters most. Now I don't want to get personal because I like you, Bryce. I like you a lot. You know what I mean. I liked when you came to the game wearing the black Air Forces. I liked <laughs> I liked when you had on the Coach Prime gear and you know what I mean. You know you you know you rocking the Jalen Hurts. I got get all that. But Bryce Kelsey's jersey, yeah, Kelsey's thing. jersey. I, I I I like you, Bryce. I like yeah. you a lot. But like I said. Don't try to rob my bank now. We'll, we'll, we will the, we'll, we will yeah. torture ass fast if you, if you turn into that kind of guy. I just hope, I really hope, like, I hope Dave Dombrowski just says to Scott Boris, like, Scott, we love Bryce. And we're trying to get better here. We can't get better giving him extra $10 million. Yeah, I mean, we want to win one, man. Like, come on. 
<laughs> just gave you the biggest contract in the history. I know people of our franchise. That. Yeah, like come anyway. on, man. It's so that's crazy. Uh, speaking of, were the Baltimore Orioles watching anything that happened after the All Star break last year with Craig Kimbrell? Just out of curiosity, they gave him a three million dollar raise tone from ten million last year to thirteen million, and he's not even their closer. They have a great closer. What am I missing here? He has a good agent. I guess, or there's a, there must be a market for him. There must have he been has, a market for him. He has a good agent, man. Got to get credit where credit is due, man. Listen, I'm never going to get mad for a guy getting his coin. Get your money, player. Get it. Get it while you can. Get it while it's hot. Yeah, I mean, I'm not but, I'm not mad at him. I'm just – I think really, they're a good organization. I don't get it. You look at the Orioles like, hmm, what are you seeing that we did? Yeah. Because when, in every high-leverage situation we put him in, he was hanging on by a thread. And then that thread popped when it, when it mattered most for us. So, yeah, um, I don't know what they're saying, but hey, listen, man, congratulations, Curry Kimball on a three million dollar raise, thirteen million in the bank, man. Hope you save me your pennies. Yeah, <laughs> uh, all right. I want to touch on this because we're going to do our NFL segment in a minute. But mm-hmm. did you see what the over under is for tonight's game between the uh, the Steelers and the Patriots? <laughs> no, what is it? It's thirty and a half points. Thirty think- and a half points. Wow. That so I mean, think about that for a minute. W- w- like last week, right? The Patriots got shut out six nothing to the uh, the Chargers, right? Yeah. Pittsburgh's got all kinds of issues with you know Trubisky's the quarterback for a while. We don't know how long. Pickett had surgery. We don't we don't know how long that's going to be. But this this could be the lowest total in thirty years in the NFL, and the weather's not even a factor. So it's tw- it's now down to twenty nine and a half in some places. Wow. Yeah. So they're doing like a like a sixteen thirteen game or a seventeen thirteen game. It's the or... lowest since the two thousand six divisional playoff game between the Panthers and the Bears, and there hasn't been a number under thirty in the regular season since December twenty sixth nineteen ninety three, and apparently that game the temperatures were like ridiculous. It was between the Colts and the Patriots in New England. Temperatures were, you know, in the low twenties with twenty-three mile per hour winds. Jeez, <laughs> I, I would jump on it, man. I would, I would jump you, on the over you, on this one. You, you, you would, you would, but you would bet that game. Uh, I would actually, I wouldn't bet the game. But that to- that total's so low, it's almost making me want it to. No, nah, uh, that's that that's the that's a risky proposition dealing with the Patriots. Oh God! And, and, and you know what's crazy? Bailey Zappi against Trubisky. Why? It'd be hilarious. Can you imagine Al Michaels seems annoyed even when it's a good game? What is he going to be like tonight? Oh my God, he's going to be he's going to start talking about retirement. Like he's just going to start like just rambling at rambling at the lip. Like it's going to be ridiculous. You know, you know, he's going to be thinking about the 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 college football playoff. I mean, those are both going to be gone. You know, it'd be hilarious. It'd be hilarious if both those teams end up putting if if it ends up being like a thirty three thirty game. You know, it's coming, man. That would be just 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 when you think you're out, they reel you back in. <laughs> yeah. Well, that you know what it is. In, in there is such a drop off from the ones to the twos in this league with quarterbacks. I mean, it's it is falling off a cliff. Material mm-hmm. so bad. Yeah, and you're you're gonna not you're gonna get it tonight, and not even like the ones have been great mm-hmm. for those two teams. Really, I mean, think about it. Mac Jones stunk all year. 
Pickett, they never figured it out. They had to fire their offensive coordinator. So it's not like either offense has really been been doing anything all season. Um, but if you look at the AFC standings, it is an important game for Pittsburgh because right now Pittsburgh's the five seed. But the problem is Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Indianapolis, and Houston are all seven and five. And then Denver, Cincy, and Buffalo are all six and six. So you lose a game there if you're them. You could drop out of this thing really quickly. I mean, out of the playoffs really quickly if you're Pittsburgh. So yeah, and I think they will them. drop. Um, I have a hard time believing they can maintain, even though even though uh, Kenny Pickett isn't the best. He was a stabilizer, and you knew what to expect. Now, Rich Trubisky, I have a hard time believing they get into the playoffs, man. Like it's. Let me look at this. Let me look. They're going to have to go crazy defensively every every game. And I don't know how sustainable that is in, yeah. in their given situation. Let's look at this here. So right now, you got Dolphins at the one seed, Ravens at two, Chiefs at three, Jaguars at four. I can't believe the Jags lost on Thursday. Or um, what was that, Monday? I can't believe he lost. That was weird. It was Monday, yeah. Yeah. yeah um, Steelers at five spot, Browns at the sixth spot, Colts at the seventh spot. Man, the way this is looking, Steelers and the Browns, and swap with the Texans and the Broncos. Like it's very possible yeah. Steelers and Browns fall off a cliff and Texans and Broncos, you know, take those spots. And believe it or not, the Bengals are still in it. Buffalo still in it. It's 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 a it's a strange reality, but it is. You know, yeah. if if the Steelers and it, there are six or seven games left for all these teams for the most part, so uh, five. Man. Five, five, excuse me, five. Yeah, yeah. so yeah, this is uh, seven plus five. That's two. Yeah, five, excuse me. There are five games left for these teams. So, yeah. They, I, I, so, all right, did you, real quick, uh, let, tell me, I, I think they win tonight. I think Pittsburgh wins tonight. I think it's ugly, but I think they win tonight. Would you agree? I'm going to go out on a limb here and say, no, nah, I'm kidding. The, the, <laughs> I was going to say, you like New England tonight. Wow. Okay. The, the Steelers are going to win this game. Okay. <laughs> I think they're in trouble next week. They're at Indianapolis. I think that's a tough yeah. spot. The week after that, they get Cincinnati at home. If Jake Browning continues playing well, Cincinnati's tough. They're a tough out. Then they have to go to Seattle. They have to go to Baltimore. I don't think they're Pittsburgh lo- gets in the they're playoffs. Losing, they're losing those final two games. They're not, they're not going to be in the playoffs. I think it's, I think they're in danger. They're in danger of this being, you know, Tomlin's first, uh, under 500 season also. They're in some danger there, despite yeah. the fact that they're 7-5 and five right now. I'm telling you. Here's the thing. If they find a way to win the next three games, let's let's say they win the next three. Stills, he ain't going to be on his A game tonight if this this is a, 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 a clunker. He's going to be checked out, I guarantee you. I'm telling stories from, <laughs> from the 1980s. Um, anyway. Back in my day. Yeah. That's we actually had good football teams. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um. All right, let's hit it. Let's hit it. Let's come back. Full-blown NFL segment. When we come back, what do you hear this story about a former Jacksonville Jaguar employee and what this what this cat was up to, allegedly? All right? So we'll dig into that, a bunch of other stuff that we'll get into as well. He's Tone to Shields. I'm Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. I want to tell you about Flynn Tree Services. Yes, Flynn Tree Services is an experienced, licensed, and insured Pennsylvania tree services company that will trim or remove any unwanted trees off of your property. They offer cost-effective solutions to any tree problems that you may face. And they're experts at trimming all types of trees. And they serve Southeastern Pennsylvania, South Jersey, as well as Northern Delaware. 
Flynn Tree Services specializes in tree removal, stump grinding, and tree pruning. You can go to their Facebook or Instagram page for more information or a sampling of their work. Give Flynn Tree Services a call at 610-850-2848, 610-850-2848, or online at FlynnTreeServices.com. That's FlynnTreeServices.com. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Champions on three. One, two, three. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. We're here to show you a better way to spend your state income taxes and get the money to where it's needed to move to the thousands of qualified kids. What we like about blocks is they really know where the need is. This program ensures that their dollars come 100% into these kids for their tuition assistance. If you are able, blocks makes the EITC piece go very quickly and very smoothly. Turn your PA state tax liability into need-based scholarships and receive a 90% tax credit. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday. Watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game. And the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. And the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. Welcome back in, everybody. Appreciate you uh, joining us today. We are Sports Day. That's Tone. I'm Rob. Uh, and if you miss any of our shows, Tone mentioned, go back and look at uh, some of the reactions that we had. You can always go to jacobsports.com, Jacob Sports YouTube channel. All of our shows, all our programming uh, is there. Easily accessible, that's for sure. Yep, smash that like button, you guys. Make sure you subscribe, man. Uh, 
helps the content grow, helps the channel grow, helps the show grow. So make sure you guys are a part of the uh the, make sure you guys are on the right side of history. Okay, smash that like button and make sure you guys are subscribed to the channel. Well said. All right. So uh this one, this is what this one's a doozy if this is real. So um allegedly a former Jaguars employee who's been since been fired. Uh, this gentleman allegedly uh, stole over $22 million over a four-year span from the organization as he manipulated the virtual credit card uh, during such time. He bought himself a condo uh, in, in Pate Vidra uh, Beach, Florida, a Tesla, put a lot of money into cryptocurrency, uh, chartered private jets for himself, uh, bought the most expensive jewelry, including watches, and uh, thought he was getting away with it. And last, I think it was last year, early early part of this year, they discovered mm -hmm. it and canned the guy. His name is Amit Patel. Uh, but yeah, a more than $22 million uh, he allegedly lifted from the team. They discovered it. They just discovered it last year? Yes. Yeah. And, and how, long now, was he, how, how long was he working for them prior to? Four years. He, oh, this was over a four-year span. He's up on wire fraud charges, all kinds of stuff. Wow. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is one of those, like, you know, sounds like a documentary movies. brewing, huh? Sounds like a documentary brewing. It do doesn't it? It feels like a Netflix, uh, special mm -hmm. with this guy. Yeah. So, uh, not good, <laughs> not good, uh, for the Jags guys always family. get to guys in that, in those situations, they always get too flashy. That, that's, that's the that, problem. That's, like if you're that's the problem. Okay. You, you want to make a car payment or you want to like, they do like, you're suddenly buying houses and taking. They get too flashy. Yes. Listen, they get too flashy and they take too much too soon, too fast because they're afraid that they're afraid that they need to get in while what again is good. Yeah. And my thing is, if you're gonna, I'm not advocating for this. <laughs> I'm not advocating for anybody to become thieves and get into the whole wiretap stuff, right? But at the very least, man, let it be a slow burn. Uh, thousand there, uh, an organization that big, uh, thousand there, thousand there. Yep. Just keep stacking it little by little, right? Little by little, little yep. by little. Thousand there, thousand there, thousand there. You don't take a million here, <laughs> two, two, two million there. Then you, then you pull, you, you pulling up in a better car than the owner. Come on now, right? Really? Well, you know what it is. You get intoxicated with the lifestyle, and then you because, become a, you're a baller all of a sudden, and it's yep, like, and also, you know, you're, and you're arrogant to think you're going to get caught. Yep, and also it gets to a point where it's not even about the money anymore. Now it's about the thrill. Yeah, it's about it's about knowing that you're capable of getting away with something. Yeah, and the just the prospects of you getting caught gives you a rush, like like you know makes you makes you tingle down under. You know what I mean? So, man, um, the Jacksonville Jaguars—they've always been a a shaky organization at best, and um. Man, there there need there should be a I'm telling you there needs to be a a documentary about the like the past twenty years about the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm sure there's so many war stories involved. Oh my that God. just Urban Meyer, just his his reign for whatever it was three months, four months in and of itself. That's a that's a whole Netflix special or or, or Prime mm -hmm. uh, for sure. Yeah, but so that's crazy. Um, now good news, I guess, um, for the Jags. It looked like when Trevor Lawrence went down Monday night, there was no way he was going to play this week with that high ankle. Um, and it actually looked like it may be worse, but the x-rays were negative. And he, he spoke to the media yesterday, and there's there's a chance he plays against Cleveland this week. Well, they need him. Yeah. 
They yeah, need the, him. The, the dip from him to Bethard is a big one. That's yeah. a big one. And uh, earlier in the season, I think he had a knee injury as well. Played through it, yeah. He's tough it, dude. Yeah, he played through it and ended up beating the Saints on Thursday Night Football. Was that what it was? Um, so Yeah, I think it was. Um, so, yeah, nonetheless, man, quarterbacks getting hurt left and right, especially in the AFC side, man. The AFC side of losing their quarterbacks left and right. Oh, my God. It's insane. You lose, like, Deshaun Watson and Kenny Pickett, Joe Burrow, Trevor Lawrence, Ryan Tannehill was hurt for a while. Rodgers. Um, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, who else? Like, uh, the, the list can definitely go on, I'm sure. Pickett, Rodgers, Anthony Richardson. Eddie Richardson, yeah, yep, yep, yep. I guess that's. I guess I mean, that's it. got hurt at one point for a while. Then they ended up benching him all together. So, right. yeah, man, pretty much half the pretty much half the AFC, almost half the AFC lost starting quarterback starting here at some point. Yeah, yeah, it's wild, man. It's wild. Um, I don't know how much you were when you you were obviously tied up the last couple of days. You've been paying attention to say there was this whole thing with Zach Wilson where. They floated that they were going to go back to him because it was. Oh so yeah, bad. we talked about that on Monday. That was wild. He told them no, right? Or is that the well, rumor? Yeah. So the rumor was he said he was hesitant to go back, and then everybody went crazy, killing him. Aaron Rodgers defended him to Pat McAfee, and you know I love the kid, and this is slander, and you know we got to get rid of these leaks in this organization or whatever. And then he he reportedly you know went to uh, Sala and said, "I want to play. I want to play. I want to play." I think what happened was, here's my guess. He initially showed some hesitancy. It pissed somebody off that he did that. They leaked it. Then he realized how bad it looks for him if he wants to play somewhere next year because it ain't going to be in New York. And then went back and said, yeah, I'm all in, man. I, I don't know what anybody's talking about. I, I always wanted to play. I'm telling you, Tone, if they if he gave me that initial I don't want to play, I would put anybody else out there. I don't care if it's Trevor Simeon or whatever mm-hmm. stiff that they have on the roster. Other than him, I don't want that guy representing my organization at all. Yeah. See, the thing is, the Jets, they they look at it like, we don't need any more bad publicity, man. We've already leveraged our whole future for Aaron Rodgers. And then we got this kid in Zach Wilson in here that can't get right. We, we wasted a first-round pick on him. Now he's scared to get on the field, and it's leaking out. It's just, it's just a mess. So they're like, mm-hmm. look, it's a rumor. It's not true. Zach, you better you better get your ass on that field and clear us up right now. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah, it's just a mess, man. Then meanwhile, you got Rodgers off the field, you know, keep pumping like he's ready to play. And it's like the Jets, man. What what was supposed to be a very tremendous season for them turned out to be a dumpster fire. Yeah, it did. The the, the New York Jets turned into the New York paper planes. And it's unfortunate. Well, I mean, the fact that they now they're turning back to him. It's like uh, everything, you know, most people, they're, they're second-class citizens in New York to the Giants. They always have been. And all they did, as bad as the Giants were this year, they had a perfect opportunity for this to be something different. Now, some things, you can't do anything about Rodgers getting hurt, but so many, I think the way they've handled so many things since then has just been so bad. Uh, maybe just Bizarre. Yeah, yeah, very, very strange. All right, uh, you familiar with this with the Jamal Adams story? Yeah, you were telling me how uh, he has this beef with this reporter, and he goes out of his way to just do something yeah. very, very tasteless. On yeah. The so internet. here, here's what happened. So he, 
you know, he, he, um, he played poorly um, in, in uh, Seattle's game against the Cowboys, I guess. And one of the uh, former New York writers who covered him when he was a jet uh, accompanied, I guess, a, a clip, you know, under a clip on, on X or Twitter with the word yikes. So then Adams jumped on um, X and posted a picture of the reporter's wife with the comment yikes as well. <laughs> okay. So then he was asked about the, uh, you know, like, did you cross a line here, dude? He was talking about your play. You're talking about his wife. And Adam said, quote, oh, it's always the athlete that crossed the line when he responds. But at the end of the day, disrespect is disrespect, however you want to take it. So I responded. That's, that's, that's bull crap. That's bull. Yeah. He said, that's I bull knew, crap. listen to this. He said, I knew when I did hit that tweet, it wasn't, I wasn't in it to win it. At the end of the day, I was. To, it was to get him to understand to leave me alone. Um, and he, he went on to basically say, I have no regrets. I'm glad I did it. Whether it was uncalled for or not, my ultimate goal was to get him to not respond to me anymore. That was the key, and that's what I hope. Um, and then he talked about another re New York reporter, and he said, he's another one. Do not like. At the end of the day, hey, you responded to something uh, that was not part of y'all's team. And you obviously had something personal to say versus me. So, hey, uh, when others go low, I go lower. Like, and Pete Carroll had, you know, talked to him and said, dude, you can't do this. And he's like, I'm, I'm going to do whatever I want. He's not going to be a Seattle Seahawk next year. He's all, he's had a ton of injuries. He's making a ton of money and he's seems like he's a pain in the ass still. Yeah. Um, yeah. I ain't got, I, I ain't got time for guys like that, man. Like it's, 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 it's just, it's just immaturity period. It's yeah. it's it's clear cut immaturity, and um, it's, it's it's no other way to really describe it, right? Look, a lot of things happen in my life that I do not agree with at all. I'm pretty sure you can attest to this. Yeah, you know, a lot of things happen in our own lives that we do not agree with. We mm -hmm. do not like how it's being done. However, 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 however you want to however you want to describe it, right? Yep. But you don't go out the window and make it about something that it isn't. Right. Yeah. I'm not going to I'm not going to talk about someone's wife who has no bearing on what we're talking about here. Right. right. We're talking about football. Um, I'm not going to go out my way and disrespect someone's personal family. Like you, like you just don't know yeah. what someone's going through. Like and bro, he commented yikes under a, a, a video whatever it was. A, a video, picture. It was a picture. a picture. He posted a picture of the woman and, and put yikes underneath it. But like I'm talking about the I'm talking about the reporter, right? The, oh the yeah, reporter, yeah, yeah. The, yep. the reporter posted like it's not like he gave out this 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 long dissertation about how you suck. Yeah, it was it, it was the yikes. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like a very now, obviously they have something deeper than just this exchange they've had. But even then, it's like it's like, dude, what do you gain? Like, what what is it? Like you can't you can't be that. Listen, hit dogs holler. You can't be you. You can't be that sensitive. But that's just where we are, right? We're in this. We're in this era where people need to share every emotion they feel on the internet, and then when they get called out on it, they want to double down and mm -hmm. they want to, um, you know what? You know, they feel like they have to hold that person accountable for hurting their feelings. It's like, you know, it doesn't it 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 it, it, it doesn't serve anyone, you know, when when everyone's being immature. Could the reporter have kept it pushing? I'm sure. I'm sure the I'm sure I'm sure the reporter was being a little snipey. Right. I'm sure. You know what I mean? So, but at the same time, it's just like, dog, if if he if he if he posted something on the you comment, you 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 respond to the tweet, you don't 
post a picture of his wife. It's just weird. It's, yeah. it's, 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 to me, it's well, weird. The, the point is that that you're bringing that that woman into it and who did nothing, you know, and and you're you're mocking her to however many hundreds of thousands of followers I'm sure the guy has, whatever. It's it's just weird. To it's me. below the belt, in my opinion. It's below the belt. Um, all right, a couple other, couple other odds and ends here. So here we go again. Uh, NFL says the QB uh, push play is being discussed. I bet uh, it is. And, I and bet people is. are waiting for an opinion from Roger Goodell on it. So on a conference call to preview next week's owners meetings, NFL executive VP Jeff Miller uh, dismissed reporting that Goodell has taken a stance on banning the play, saying that the league continues to have an open mind whether the rules need to be modified. That confirms what PFT has reported. We, we've talked about this a ton. Here's the, here's the guess. In present form, they're going to take it away. They're going to say you can't touch the quarterback from behind. You can sneak it, but you can't touch him from behind. That's what I guess happens. Mm-hmm. And it just becomes a quarterback sneak as opposed to a tush push. How do you think this, this plays out? I think ultimately the play is going to stay, but they're they're going to they're going to come up with some stipulations about this play. And they're going to try to make it as fair as they possibly can. You know, that's my mindset, but I don't think they can outright ban the quarterback sneak. Like you said, I think they're going to try their best to say you can't push people from behind. It's just that yeah. simple. Yeah, and they'll they'll, blame, they'll they'll go the health route. I mean, that's ultimately how you – it's not – because they can't say because the Eagles dominate. They're going to say it's a health thing. Exactly. Uh, Which, Robbie Gold has has retired, the, the big mouth kicker uh, from the 49ers who called Jalen Hurts a system quarterback. He just retired just now, like, like today? Yeah, well, he wasn't in the league. I mean, this year he wasn't in the league. He, he okay. was with the Bears forever. Then he was with the Niners. And he just called it quits, uh, you know, today, I guess, put in his papers or whatever. Uh, he had a really good career. He played 11 years uh, with the Bears, one with the Giants, six with the 49ers. He played a long time. Um, but, yeah, so he's retiring. Um, he's 17th, I think, all-time in scoring. Pretty pretty high, pretty high level. Okay. So, guy had a career. Guy had a decent career. Um, Austin Jackson signs a three-year extension with the Dolphins. He is their right tackle. So he gets a, a maximum value of $39 million with 20.7 guaranteed. He was the 18th overall pick in the 2020 draft. And, uh, yeah, he's turned into a very good player for them. Uh, and they're, hey, congratulations they're, to him, man. Yeah, they're they're kind of – I don't know. Do you feel like Miami's a little bit under the radar? Yes, yes. It, it does um, kind of feel that way, doesn't it? They kind of feel like the uh, – they kind of feel like the – the, the the Detroit Lions of the AFC, like no one's really taking them serious. They're 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 fast. They're exciting to watch, but I don't think no one's taking them as serious as they're taking like the Chiefs and the Ravens and all those guys, right? So, um, yeah, I think they are fine in the radar, but they have a, they have as good a chance as anybody else to get the number one seed. Um, because the Jags and the Chiefs lost, now the number one seed is between the Ravens and the Dolphins. And if the Dolphins get it, man, listen, they're talented enough. They're listen, they're good enough that you got to respect them no matter what. Say what you want about them, but you, you, you get if you play them in the playoffs, it's a, uh, it's going to be tough sledding no matter who you are. I know, I, I think so too. This they're, is going to be a tough out. They're going to be a one tough of the other things we discussed, and we're going to get into this in a minute. We're going to do our power rankings in the NFC, but before mm-hmm. we do that, um, NFC I really or NFL. Think- NFC, NFC. Author was uh, NFL. My sorry, apologies. it's NFC. Um, I truly believe the three best teams in the league all come out of the NFC. I think I think the three best teams are in the NFC. 
I, I think the NFL, if you look at it, Kansas City's just a, it's just a notch down, um, certainly offensively. They're a notch down. You know, Baltimore's good, but I don't know that there's great. they're great. And I, I wonder what Lamar looks like in the playoffs, especially without Mark Andrews. Jacksonville's beatable. Um, you know, and then there's Miami. I just – I don't know, man. I, 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 don't, I don't think that that's the, uh, the case. All right, a couple other things. Michigan. Apparently, allegedly, even after all of this crap that went down, Tone, he was suspended twice this year. Michigan's working on a contract extension for Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> Five years at eleven million per year, be a fifty-five million dollar deal. Mm. Nothing matters, man. He's got his team in the in the in the college playoff. Nothing matters. There, there are Listen, man, no more. Don't let them win at all, because I got a feeling they might. Yeah, I know. Don't don't, don't yeah. let them win at all. Because I'll be honest, this is this is the, this is the best chance they're gonna have. Oh, good, best great. chance they're gonna have. The, I, you you, I, you don't gotta you don't gotta worry about Georgia. This is gonna be the best chance they have. True. I'll tell you that right now. Um, all right. So let, let, let's do that. Let me let, let's dig in here on our NFC power rankings. And if I give you bad info before the show, my bad on that one. Um, I'll, I'll go. I'll, I'll hit it first. So here's the way I would rank it, Tone. Seattle five. Detroit four, Dallas three, Eagles two, 49ers one. Now, I think mm. some people might flip the Eagles and the Cowboys. But uh, I go Niners, Eagles, Cowboys, Lions, Seahawks. And there's a big drop-off after four to five, in my opinion. Um, here's here's where yeah. we differ. Okay. You, you have the Seahawks at five. Yeah. I say, nah, forget that. I'm putting the Packers at five. Ooh, uh, I thought you know I thought about them, man. I thought about they're. The I like what's going on there. I like yep. what's going on there. Yep, I like I like what the Packers are doing right now. They're the seventh seed. I think I think they're going to get into the playoffs. But I do too. They have a favorable schedule down the stretch. They they're 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 coming off of a three game winning streak. They beat the Chargers. They beat the Lions on the road, and they beat the Chiefs at Lambeau. Those are some high quality victories. Mm-hmm. Say what you want about the Chargers. They beat Justin Herbert in that in that talented defense. They're talented, but they, they can't get out of their own way. The coaching is terrible. But the, but the roster itself is talented. They beat the Lions, a team that's um supposed to be competing for the number one seed in the uh in the conference. Then they beat the Chiefs, a team that's struggling offensively, but they're still a team that we respect to the highest degree. So I I just love what the Packers have done. Mm-hmm. Um, over the past few weeks, um, I feel like I, f- I feel like J- Jordan Love is hitting a stride. He hasn't turned the ball over. Um, he's been he he. I think he has what in each of those games he's about throwing th- three touchdowns or something like that. He, he's he's been, been awesome. Like, he's been he he's he's been he's been really 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 good. So, um, I like I like what I'm seeing from Jordan Love. If I'm being completely honest, over the past three weeks. So yeah, um, um, he threw he do uh, he hasn't turned the ball over in three weeks and, and over the past three weeks. He has uh, eight touchdowns, no interceptions. Yep, that's pretty good, man. They look good. They look good on both sides of the ball. It's uh, pretty good. So I, I like that. So I, I like the Packers at five over the Seahawks. I think the Seahawks are leaking massive oil, and it's not going to get better if you ask me. Based yep. off the schedule, Packers yep. have a more favorable schedule, and they've had some high quality wins. So I think the Packers rightfully should be above the Seahawks. Um, then I got then everything else is the same. Lions at four, Cowboys at three, Eagles at two. Niners at one. I struggled at two and three. Obviously, Cowboys and Eagles. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but I just I, I don't believe one loss just automatically just knock a team down three spots. I, I don't think I don't think that's right, especially the equity they built the ball season beating the teams they've beaten. So um, the Niners beat the Eagles, so they rightfully should be ahead of them in the power rankings. Um, and all this stuff is can change week to week. So um, I like the yeah, I like the Niners at one, Eagles at two, Cowboys at three, Lions at four, Packers at five. Yeah, uh, good list. I, I think the you know this week determines. Who gets the two seed and the three seed as far as our power rankings go? Cowboys win. It's the Cowboys. I mean, plain and simple. Uh, they'll be playing a much hotter football uh, than the Eagles mm-hmm. are. But, yeah, I agree with you. I, I think if you're looking for, like, sleepers in the NFC, I, I don't even know if they are that at this point. But I think they would have won three in a row. But I, I like the Packers as kind of a sleeper a little bit. Um, I don't really see anybody else. Like, I think the Vikings – if they get solid quarterback play out of Dobbs are probably going to get in too. It's crazy. You get yeah. three teams in from the North, you know, Detroit, yeah, Minnesota, be, and Green Bay could all get in. It'd be kind of like last year with the, with the NFC East. NFC East had three yeah. teams get in. So, Yeah. And you're going to have two out of the East. You're going to have one out of the West and one out of the South. If, if, if this hurts, you know, hold serve here. Seattle's kind of a wild card who could move up um, if, you know, and the Eagles going to get them next week, which reminder, again, that's a Monday night game now. Went from a 425 uh, mm-hmm. Saturday to a Monday night. We get quite the schedule in front of us, though. A Sunday night this week, a Monday night next week. Uh, then they play Christmas Day. Then they play New Year's Eve and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Yes. I'll yeah, work, yeah, working on my birthday, man. It's going um, to be exciting. <laughs> Yeah, we're all thrilled for that one. Uh, mm-hmm. That's for sure. So yeah, I mean, if you, and if I if I'm looking at the AFC, I'll give. I think there's a couple of sleepers there who, who right now are on the outside looking in. And they're not sleepers, but I think teams that could easily get in. I think Houston could easily get in. I think Denver could easily get in. I think Cincinnati could easily get in. And Buffalo. If you look at look at the AFC, eight through eleven. Houston, Denver, Cincinnati, Buffalo. Would any of those teams surprise you if they got in? Nope. Maybe. Not at all. In fact, all. I, I think maybe two of them get in. Yeah, I think I think Steelers and Browns fall out, and I think I, I think I think Texans and Broncos um, end up taking their spots. That's what I think. Because mm-hmm. the Colts, the the Colts are seven and five. Man, that is insane. Yeah, that is and they insane. Have a tiebreaker man. over Houston. Yep. So. Um, you know, you know, they got some leeway in that regard. Uh, uh, Houston, man, regardless of how the season goes, man, they get it or not, it's been a great season for them. If you oh, ask yes. me, yes. complete turnaround, complete they're headed, turnaround. They're headed the right, right direction, man. I can tell you that. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of of the Colts, we talked a lot about the Eagles and the offense, and Brian Johnson and Jalen Hurts and Nick Sirianni, and who bears responsibility, and I think they all do. Mm-hmm. Should we be looking a little bit more at how much they're missing Shane Steichen? Because the guy. Oh yeah, good. I mean we 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 talked about that all year. It's it's clear that there's a disconnect in the play calling, and um, there's there's a clear disconnect in. Um, I don't know. Like, I think we have to even ask ourselves: Does Nick Sirianni trust Brian Johnson as much as he did Shane Steichen in certain respects? Right. Yeah. You know, because like sometimes these play calling the play calling looks a lot like the two and five Eagles in 2021. Right. Rather than you know how they did last year, mm-hmm. and Brian Johnson was the quarterback coach over you know you know throughout their entire tenure here with Nick Sirianni, so there has to be some trust, right? And he elevated him. Has to be some kind of trust. I don't know, but 
I think I think you are missing Shane Steichen. I think I think they're missing his creativity. I think they're missing his feel for mm-hmm. the game as well, more mm-hmm. than anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I I think that's a good way to put it. The feel. I think it's I think it's scheming it up, but I think it's also, like you said, the in-game adjustments, those kind of things, and and, and or just in the midst of of a, of a series where something's working or something, knowing when to get off of it or when he, when to just continually pound it. You know, mm-hmm. I think that's one of the things that Shanahan does really well. He never lets up. If he smells a weakness, he attacks and he just keeps pounding. He's not trying to get cute. He's going to go at the same thing. I think that's the Eagles' problem. They've tried to get cute in too many respects. Yeah. And it's like, you bro, just if it's something's working, keep going until they stop it. It's very simple. Mm-hmm. It's too often you got coordinators out here who are trying to earn the next job instead of focusing on the job they currently have. Yeah. And they're too focused on trying to put up big numbers and look extravagant instead of just winning the game. Mm-hmm. And you know, at moments, I feel like that's the problem in Philadelphia. You know, they, they, they get too cute. And the, the, the goal should be to win. You know, at the end of the day, as a coordinator, you're judged based off of your ability to put your offense in winning situations, not how sexy the play calling can be. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, let's take a timeout. Let's come back. And we're going to hit a couple different things. Some some big movement in Major League Baseball. Um, some, uh, some of you are Penn State fans. You might be losing your defensive coordinator. So we'll get into that. Uh, a big birthday today uh, and a pretty major milestone in women's college hoops. So a, a lot to do uh, between now and the end of the show. We'll also continue to talk Eagles as well. So he's Tone. I'm Rob. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Right back. I remember getting my heart broken when they lost the Super Bowl in 2004. We're big Eagles fans. We moved to South Philly because of the Eagles. When they won, we went straight to Broad Street and uh, everybody was going nuts over there. And it was just a, a memory that you'll never forget. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. We 
here to show you a better way to spend your state income taxes and get the money to where it's needed to most to the thousands of qualified kids. What we like about blocks is they really know where the need is. This program ensures that their dollars come 100% into these kids for their tuition assistance. If you are able, blocks makes the EITC piece go very quickly and very smoothly. Turn your PA state tax liability into need-based scholarships and receive a 90% tax credit. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday. Watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game. And the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. For the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. Back final segment of the show. Don't rock. Uh, sports take and tomorrow tone is where we'll do those over unders for the Cowboys game. So we'll do that. tomorrow. Get you set here. All right. Juan Soto uh, goes from the Padres to the Yankees. Um, multiple prospects coming from the Yankee side of this thing and a catcher as well. But Soto ends up in New York where he'll play in the outfield along with Aaron judge. Y- you knew the Yankees were going to throw a lot of money around this off season when they didn't get to the postseason last year. And this one kind of just felt like it was only a matter of time before this went down. So no surprise there with that one, but that's a, that's a big addition uh, for them. That's for sure. Absolutely. You know, think about the Yankees, man. They're, they're a storied franchise. And when, you know, when you have the the many years of disappointment that they've had, you know, as of late and you're spending all that money, you know, Giancarlo Stanton and Aaron judge and all, you know, you, you can go on and on. Um, it's, it's, it's unacceptable. So we'll, you know, we'll see if this, this can heal their issues. I mean, um, I never felt like that was their issue. I felt like pitching was their issue in the, when it matters most in the playoffs. So, yep. you know, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. It could be interesting. Hey, uh, Trevor Lawrence is practicing. So, uh, okay. full go or limited. Uh, looks like he's limited. He's, he's just right now it's the early portion of their practice and he's just throwing, but okay. yeah, it's probably, probably a better sign than, you know, what it could have been for them. Um, that's for sure. All right. So a couple other things, no word yet on Otani, uh, no word yet on Yamamoto, the Japanese pitcher Otani. Um, it, it believed that the blue Jays are really making a hard play for him and he could get in the neighborhood, uh, of six, 60 million a year tone, mm. um, for this contract. Now he can't pitch this year because he's coming off the Tommy John surgery, but he will be able to pitch in the 25 season. So this year it would kind of be a Harper situation where he would DH. Um, but there's no guarantee he'll be able to start the season either as a DH. Remember it took Harper a little while, um, you know, th- to start last season before he got in there, but he was way ahead of schedule. I think he was two months right. ahead of schedule. So we'll see with Otani, but that's where it is right now. 
uh, with yeah, that. Yeah, it's, 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 it's going to be tricky. I'm curious, I'm curious to see how that thing pans out, too, because, um, you know, when you're paying that kind of money, you know, you're paying in the hopes that he can pitch for you as well. Um, if he can't pitch, um, uh, my, actually, my bigger question is, how long does he pitch into his career? You know, there's going to be a point where he just stops pitching. But I agree. I think that's coming soon. I mean, he, he's already had two elbow surgeries. Like, how, how many – I think he's one more of those away from it being done. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll see how that thing goes. But, oh, man, it's, 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 it's a lot of coin, man. It's a lot of coin. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Uh, Manny Diaz, who – you remember this, this weird history, like um, – he initially had had agreed to take the Temple football job. Uh, he verbaled it. You know, he committed to them verbally. And mm-hmm. then he was offered the head coaching job at Miami right. and reneged on the pen, on the Temple thing and went to Miami, and it didn't work out there. He's a Miami native, and it didn't work out there. Got fired, got hired by Penn State, and was defensive coordinator the last couple of years there and actually did a really good job there. He is now said to be really close to signing on as the head coach at Duke University. Mm. Duke's coach went to Texas A&M. So uh, Manny Diaz, who I actually – have I ever told you this story? Fun fact about Manny Diaz? No. My first job out of college was at ESPN as a production assistant. Right, right. I, I remember that. Manny and I worked together as production assistants. He was a production assistant, and they always, always wanted to get into coaching – Worked there for a couple of years and said, you know what? I'm out. I got to go pursue my dream. Whatever happens, happens. But I got to take a shot or I'll always regret it. And good for him. Congratulations, man. You know, yeah. hopefully he gets that, 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 that was, you said Duke, right? Duke, Duke who, who the last coach really got, you know, headed in the right direction. Uh, Mike Elko was the guy's name, but he got the A&M job. So okay. they're, they, he turned them around. It's it been, you know, I mean, Duke is not exactly thought of as a football school. Right at all, at yeah. all. So yeah, man. More power to him, man. Congratulations to him if everything falls through, man. But also, congratulations on continuing to stick with your dream, man. That that's 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 awesome. That's cool. It is. I, I like to see. I, I like to see people get rewarded. And I always tell, like, I'll talk to a lot. A lot of, you know, younger folks will reach out to me for advice. I'm like, look, if you can do it, go as hard as you can. When you get out of college, man, pursue, pursue, pursue. So you don't have any regrets. It doesn't mean it's going to work out or it's going to be something you want to do long term, but at least you scratch the itch. Mm-hmm. Always go back to whatever you were, you know, your fallback position was always. Exactly. You know, you don't want to have those regrets, man. Um, that's for sure. So that was uh, that's pretty cool. Guess who turns the big five zero today? It's not you, right? Not me. <laughs> T.O., baby. <laughs> T.O.? T.O. Wow. is 5-0. Wow, that's great. T.O. looks great. Oh, are you kidding me? He looks great, man. Looks like he's 32 years old. Seriously. I mean. That's, man, shout out to T.O., man. You know, I always get to bury that for his personality, but, you know, I, I like T.O. He's just, you know, he's he's, he's, a, he's a quirky dude. Uh, quirky's a good way to put it. Yeah. he. Uh, I like T.O., man. Certainly regarded as one of the great receivers ever. He uh, six-time Pro Bowl, five-time first-team All-Pro selection. Uh, went into the Hall of Fame in in 2018. Remember, was the was the I think the first ever living uh, inductee to not show up. You remember he refused to show. Well, up. I mean they, they they snubbed like they know damn well he should have been the first ballot. But yeah. you know people allow their personal opinions. They, they always say the off the field stuff does not influence 
Yeah. Um, a guy getting in, right? Which but, is BS. But, but which which is BS to me because there's always personal opinions involved. So it's always always going to have an impact. Like the bottom line is, you know, To never got he he never got in trouble off the field. Never was caught up, you know, with 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 the police. Never, you know, was caught up in domestic domestic violence situations or drugs or you know PDS or anything like that. He was a model citizen. He just he was just an abrasive personality. Yeah. And it's so funny how. You know, there are guys who've done worse than him and they get in first ballot. But meanwhile, because you didn't like him, you held him out an extra year or two. Right. I think it's it's it, it's counterintuitive to me. And I and, and I never agree with it in the first place. So when he just when he doesn't show up, I was I wasn't I wasn't even mad about it. I, I'm like, you know, you didn't even want me in the first place. You know damn well I belong in there, but but you held me out, you know, despite me. Yeah. You know, well, so Think about the numbers, right? So 1,078 catches, 15,934 receiving yards, 14.8 yards per catch, and 153 touchdowns. I mean, there's that's all you need. Nothing else needs to be said. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Which makes it that much more damning on, on, the, on the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Yeah. You know? But again, it's because they didn't like him. Again, it wasn't like he was a troll with the law. You know, they, they decided they didn't like this man. And they felt like he was a, a a team destroyer, whatever you want to call it. But the bottom line is, it's a pro football hall of fame. Like teams don't get into the pro football, teams don't get into the pro football hall of fame. Players do. Right. And last time I checked, he was a tremendous player on the field. He he is one of the. It, it's crazy now that you think about it. But he only played here a year and a half. Andy released him in the second year that he was here in two thousand five. You think about like short lived guys who who made a big impact i mean is there anybody that that comps to that in a year and a half in in any i'm just trying to think of like any sport here i mean i Mm. i guess nick Foles second time around was only here two years like won a super bowl super bowl yeah got could have could have won two games in the playoffs if that ball didn't go through uh man i'm of the firm belief if he catches that ball they beat the Rams in the NFC Championship, and they and they go yeah. back. I, I firmly believe that. Damn, firmly but I'm just that. trying to think of anybody else who it was like so short lived with that kind of impact. I mean, my God, the build up for that man when they signed him or traded for him. They traded for him. It wasn't a signing, but mm-hmm. it was unbelievable. He's, yeah. he's 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 truly one of a kind, man. Yeah, man. Um. I mean, obviously, obviously, we expect AJ Brown to be here for much longer than that. But those, you know, the first two years with AJ man has been tremendous. So, yeah. Oh, it's been great. It's been great. It's been tremendous. Yeah. So, and you get you get occasional, you know, diva stuff. He's a wide receiver, uh, right? You know, I'm saying it's yeah, nothing, yeah, nothing. You know, right? I mean, you know, it's 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 fodder. You know, it's 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 something you talk about in the moment, but for the most part, it's it's not that big a deal. Not so. Uh, Eagles just started practice. No sign of, da- according to Dave Zingaro, no sign of Darius Slay at the start of today's practice. He was listed as DNP with a knee rest designation last week. So I uh, don't know where that is. Uh, Jeff McClain reporting the same thing. Um, so that's maybe something to keep your eye on a little bit here as we're we're into Thursday now. And I, I do, you know, the other thing, the other takeaway, the Eagles are practicing inside today because of the weather conditions here. Mm-hmm. Um but that, that's the other takeaway that I had. I had two takeaways. One, Jalen had a lot of time and didn't pull the trigger on, on some stuff that was open. And the other thing okay. was Slay struggled. 
big time. Okay. Yeah, big time. Big time. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I got these delivery guys pulling up soon. Go ahead, so. go do your thing. Yeah. Are they here? Yeah, they actually just pulled up. So All right, pop a, off, pop off yeah. for a minute and, and we'll see in a little bit. Yep, yeah. yep, give, yep, give me a few. I'll be right back, right. Rob. Okay. Thank you. I so appreciate we'll, it. We'll open it up here uh on, on the chat. You guys want to hop in um and fire fire some questions my way. Uh we will do that. I'll 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 take it solo until uh until Tone gets back. But you wanna you wanna talk about the game, you want to talk about anything in, in, in Philadelphia sports, feel free. Yeah, you know, feel free to fire away. Um uh, and I'll I, look I'll, here's where and we'll get more into predictions and you know how we do it, storylines and all that kind of stuff tomorrow. But I, I I look at this game and I think I hope that we're not going into it as a fan. I don't think the players, let me be clear. I don't think the players are thinking this way. I'm talking about fans. And we're looking at it just because we hate the Cowboys so much that we're not looking at how good they actually are because I think they are very good. Um, and I know what the playoff history is. Believe me, I know they haven't won a Super Bowl in 25 years. I know all that. I'm just saying the way that this team this year is playing, I, I don't necessarily hold the they haven't beaten anybody with a winning record thing against them. I don't. Um, it's just the way the schedule's broken. You know, we're, uh, in what they have coming up, Dallas, after the Eagles, you know, we'll have a better handle on them and how real this the, this thing is with them because they, they're facing um, – Eagles with a winning record, best record in football. Buffalo, when they play them next week, might have a winning record. Right now, Buffalo six and six. Miami tied for the best record in the AFC. Detroit with the second best record in the NFC. So you know, you, it, within the span of four weeks, they could get four teams over five hundred. And if they come out of that three and one or something like that, you know, I, I think they can put to rest some of that stuff. Um, but I think Brandon makes an interesting point. You know, last week works as a reality check, and I think we bounce back. I do think that last week was a reality check. When you even though I don't care, there's something about human nature. When you whether whatever job you're doing, you may cut a corner somewhere, or you may know in your own productivity that you're not doing something necessarily to the fullest extent. But if you're getting away with it you know, the boss isn't saying anything or you're still meeting your quotas or whatever. You, you kind of keep rolling that way when something really catches the boss's attention or your attention, or you don't get the sale. Then I think the wake up call comes into play. And I think that is what happens with this Eagles team. I think the wake up call comes into play in a big, big way. I really do. Um, it's like, to me, the issues had been creeping. The Eagles weren't lucky that they won the games they won, but the issues were creeping up. Yeah, you know, the inability to get off the field on third down, the slowly the rushing attack not quite being the same as what it was, the the red zone inefficiencies defensively. Those things had been creeping in. I thought we saw some new components to to things uh, against the 49ers for sure. You know, and the Eagles, I do think, got away from the run and didn't execute the run. Uh, the way that they can and, and they're capable of. So everything sort of blew up in their face in that game. Um, but no, I, I don't I don't know that that's the case um, or is going to be the case this week. I do agree that they bounce back and play well, Brandon. Um, but I don't know if well's enough in this spot. Like I just think sometimes with the NFL, certain spots are tougher than others. And I think they're in a tough spot right now. Um, you know, Dallas needs this game just like the Eagles do. It's a game that's in Dallas where Dallas has won 14 straight. And I know you can, you know, the Eagles haven't won 
in Dallas since 2017. But, you, you know, I don't know how much that means. Like, what does the 17 or 18 or 19 team have, to, or 20 even for that matter, have to do with this year's team? Not not much, in my opinion. There is there's a precedent there, obviously, but I don't think that, that thing is the end of the world. Um, but either way, look, I think it's a tightly contested game. I think it's going to be a close game. And I think Dallas's offense is going to put up some points here. And the Eagle, it's going to be two things have to happen. The Eagles offense has to really come to play in this game. And the Eagles pass rush has to get home. They got to force Dak into mistakes. If you get Dak, Dak's good off schedule a lot of times, but he will also make mistakes in the passing game. And I think that more than anything else is the approach that you have to take in this game is force him off schedule, force him to throw because he hasn't done it all year. Six interceptions, I think. Force him into a mistake. He makes a mistake. You finally give your offense a short field. That's the other thing they haven't done all year. They have not given the their you know, the defense with the lack of takeaways. There's been very few opportunities to just take the ball over at your own at the at the other team's 25 yard line and boom, just punch it right in. So that also has to change in this one. Um, you know, Nick Sirianni uh, has done such a good job of having these guys ready to play week in and week out. And I thought last week. They weren't. They didn't quite meet the intensity level that the Niners met, uh, brought to the table. And you combine that with really just not playing well with a hot team like the Niners that are playing extremely well. Um, it's hard. It's hard. And that's how you get the uh, the 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 you know the beatdown that they got. But you lose this game to the Cowboys, and all of a sudden, there's a lot at stake here. You know, the the only saving grace, I think, to an extent is that the Cowboys have a tough schedule the rest of the way. And considering who they play, and we, I just reel them off, there's likely at least another loss there, which would give them less losses than the – or more losses than the Eagles. I'm not even looking at that necessarily. I'm looking at it more from a San Francisco standpoint because I don't think San Francisco loses. So there's a lot to be, to be said here uh, for this game. It's a critical game. And so is the next week in Seattle because Seattle's getting to a point where if they keep losing – they're not going to be in the playoffs. So you know you're getting their best in a place the Eagles haven't won since 2008 if you really want to look at some you know, some past stuff. Yeah, Brandon, I think the Eagles did get outcoached in that game. I don't think they were prepared well enough, and I don't think they executed, but I'm not going to lay it all at the feet of the uh, coaches. I don't think they did a good job. Don't get me wrong. But I thought the players played poorly. The tackling was horrendous. That's not on the coaches. Um, you know, Slay really struggled in coverage. I'm not sure what else you'd do there if you're a coach and when you draw up plays where guys are open and Jalen hurts refuses to throw it to those guys again, you know, what else can you do as a coach, but get them out there and, and, and lay out the, uh, the game plan. So that's the tough thing. Uh, do I believe that Nick is the one calling the plays? No, I don't think he's calling the plays. T I think what's happening is I think Nick is the primary schemer for a game and 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 puts in you know the game plan i think he and brian johnson and and certainly jalen's a part of this discussion and the other coaches on the staff are a part of this jeff stoutland is 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 the guy who who essentially puts in the running game um but yeah i think that he does um i think that he is involved as far as that goes and i think that once it comes to the game itself then i truly believe that Brian Johnson is calling the place, but that's not to say that, that Nick can't hop in there and say, look, this was working earlier. Let's go back to this. Or 
hey, we've ignored the run game too much. What's going on there? Why aren't we running the ball a little bit more? That's his responsibility. That's one of the reasons why he stepped away from calling the place because he wanted to be able to look at things more holistically and whether it's defense, offense, special teams, and be able to address those things in game to potentially make an adjustment or just give a suggestion or a coaching point. So, yeah, he definitely bears responsibility for this. I think, look, one of the things we, we've kind of gotten in the habit of it a little bit is just wanting to sort of dump it on the coach or the coordinator. And I think Brian Johnson um, has, has kind of become, you, you know, the whipping boy as far as that is concerned. Um, but I think that he, and, and I think some of it is deserved, some of it isn't. Okay. Um, I, I think he is, I think he struggled in game with rhythm more than anything else. Uh, obviously the slow starts sometimes getting away from the running game, I think hurts. They have to be better as far as that goes. Now, I, I don't know. I mean, T says, right. I don't see the leadership on the sidelines anymore. I, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't see that there, there's a lack of, um, you know, on the sideline. I, I don't, I don't see that personally, if that's the case, I just think it was a bad game, you know? And, and the problem is, when you have such a buildup for a game like that, it's a rematch of the NFC championship game. The Niners did all the talking, you know, and, and then we had such a buildup for that game really where we moved on from the Buffalo game in like two seconds when that's the case. And then it turns out to be as disappointing as it is. It's a lasting lingering effect. I, I think as much as we got away from the Buffalo game quick, I don't think that does it, has this really felt like a Cowboys week for people? I'll ask you guys that. Like I, we're at Thursday now, and it still doesn't feel that way for me. It, it feels like I don't want to say it feels like any other game. That, that's probably an extreme, but it, with everything that's on the line here, with the Eagles still with uh, the top seed and the Cowboys one game behind them, and it's a Cowboys game, and it's there, and the Eagles beat them earlier in the year, it doesn't feel like it to me. It it, it feels it feels like a game, and maybe tomorrow and Saturday and Sunday. You know, it'll start changing a little bit, but it doesn't feel like that. And and maybe Chuck makes a point. Does the Dallas December collapse mean anything? I don't know. Maybe. Can we keep counting on that? I don't know that we can, you know, um, you and Rob absolutely shattered on Monday. I flushed it, punching holes in the wall since, um, now I listen, I'm not, I'm not shattered by it. Honestly, M. Reyes, I'm not, um, I thought they'd lose. I'm not, so I wasn't shattered by it. what, what disturbed me, honestly, was the way that they lost. That's the way that that's what disturbed me. I just didn't like the effort. Um, I didn't like the execution. I didn't like the game plan. I didn't, that, that's what bothered me more than anything else was just the way they showed up or, or lack thereof, or didn't show up in that game against San Francisco. Tell them what's up. Welcome back. Yeah, man. I'm with you on that though. Like it was, it was like, it was, we knew it was going to be a tough game, right? Yeah. But Damn, did they have to get handled like that? Right. That was that was that was the main thing. Yeah. So I'm with you on that. Yeah, that was the frustrating thing to me. It's like I I could have very much handled a loss if it was a tight, highly contested game where I felt like the Eagles played well. I don't think they played well. I, it frustrates me anytime I don't feel like they bring their best to the table, and it yeah. doesn't happen much. It honestly doesn't. Um, there, this is usually an effort team where we rare, very rarely have sat here, Tone, you and I breaking it down, saying they didn't show up. And that was the case on, and, and that, you especially can't show, not show up against a team like that. They're, they're going to spank you. 
you, you could get away with a half-assed effort against some other teams, but not this one. Not that we not, talk, not, we, not Dallas. We week. talked about it, right? Leading up to that game, we said, look, all those bad first half, great second halves that we're seeing, you can't do that against this team. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna be able to get away with it. And lo and behold, it happened. So, you know, you you, you, you ain't saying nothing wrong. The fact of the matter is. When you go up against these top teams, because I believe the best teams are in the NFC, but the better quarterbacks are in the AFC, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when you go up against these top tier teams, you have to bring your A game through and through. And the Philadelphia Eagles have not brought their A game um, throughout the, consistently throughout this entire season. They just haven't. Yeah. Um, and it, it begs the question, obviously there are deficiencies defensively, but on the offensive side, right, the the slow starts, they can't, it can't continue. It can't in the playoffs. You can't you can't you can't play those kind of reindeer games. You know what I mean? You 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 gotta you gotta you gotta put the knife in, twist it, and make sure they don't come back, they, they don't come back to the land of the living. You gotta kill these guys. So mm-hmm. um the Eagles, man, it's a it, the road is the road is still tough, but it's still paved clearly. Um can't you know can they can they follow the path strategically and win the games they need to win? Can they win out? They can, but will they? It all remains to be seen. Yeah, I, I just and the other thing I threw out there, and I don't know if you heard this before you hop back on. Has it felt like a cowboy week? Or are we still so caught up no. in the Niners loss? Nah, I think that I think the Niners loss as a fan base, I think the Niners loss is, is still sticking with us. It's, it's, it's like a blight. It's like a stain that we can't get out. Of, it's like a stain we can't get out of our shirt. Yeah. Um. Um. It's so I, I think it's still sticking with us. I mean, we're still talking about it now. You know right. what I mean? Um, right. And, and it's Thursday. Much like how quickly we moved on from the Bills game is how we're still lingering on this Niners game, where we should be, we should be in full blown cowboy mode, and yeah, we, we, we will be. be tomorrow. I'm sure. Yeah, definitely, definitely. We're like, I, on a I, Thursday, I, man, it's weird. Very weird. So you're right. Um, it, it has stuck with us. Um, but like you said, tomorrow I think we're going uh, balls to the wall with Cowboys talk. Yeah, I agree with you. And it, look, it's it is for every reason. Uh, it is, it is critical. That's for sure. So I'm seeing some uh, video. Shaq Leonard out there uh, doing his thing at practice. Uh, mm-hmm. We know he practiced yesterday, and they kept him in Tuesday uh, to try and get him caught up on everything. You know, just try and get him. Have the speed. numbers come out about his about his contract with the Eagles? Yeah. Um, yes. Field Yates from ESPN had it. Let me see if I can find it now. Put it out there um, yesterday. All right, I'm pulling it up. I'm seeing if uh, if it's there. Uh, here, okay. So he got a base of 1.5 million, uh, prorated amount of four six four sixteen thousand for weeks 14 through 18. He gets a 53 man roster of 16,000.6, playing time incentive 100k. Of note, he was still due 6.1 million guaranteed from the Colts uh, this year, and they're responsible to give him that. They're right? responsible for that. I mean, this is costing the Eagles very little. Okay. Yeah, okay. So it's all, all right. Good. All right. We're out of time. Want to thank everybody in the chat. You guys are the best. Everybody streaming, everybody listening. Thank you. Tone, great job by you. And you'll you'll keep it rolling. Coming up next, you got four hours of the national football show with Dan Cilio. Tone and I back same time tomorrow. Appreciate everybody. And we will see you guys manana. Peace out, you guys. See you.
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.